Welcome in to the Empire Dynasty League football podcast. We are kicking off 2023 with our first podcast here. And while normally we would recap and celebrate our grand finalists, we will get to that. We plan to get to that in our uh, rookie draft. Fair to say we got a bit more carried away with our rookie draft. And I don't think we need to blow this podcast out more than it needs to be. It's probably the most editing I've done on a podcast in a long time, having to correct everyone's poor mic techniques, level out our audios, so hopefully your ears don't get blasted off as you're trying to adjust to listening to this podcast back. Um, And really, I I thought about cutting it down for time, but you know what? It is what it is. It's two hours long. I'll put some timestamps in there if you want to listen to particular things. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy the drunken ramblings of our 2023 rookie draft in the Empire Dynasty League. We are live in the War Room studio here with Matty Mack, who is the 101. The clock has started, mate. How you feeling? Ready to roll. Been waiting for this day for two years, so it's finally arrived. Finally arrived. And Keeney's joined uh, with us. Keeney, mate, how are you? Um, Very well, mate. Very well. Very much looking forward to this. And... um... Whilst I think everyone thinks this is a pretty slam dunk, easy decision, Thais, so is there any little uh, controversial thoughts going through your head or has there been any approaches from any other league members about this pick? I know, no, you, I know you moved up yourself, but... Yeah, no, since I've been on the clock, I haven't had anyone reach out to me. Um, no serious discussions with anyone. Um, in terms of controversy you know like things in my head I'm pretty clear what I'm doing but um, I'll spill I'm sure we'll have a post uh, draft whip around the league and I'll give you all my thoughts well if you're going to make the pick now it's kind of irrelevant yeah surely I'll, I'll put it out there it has to be Bijan is is a clear cut thought that everyone believes you'll take but I think Richardson surely has crossed your mind at some point hasn't he uh, I think made the trade with Papa before the draft and knew Richardson was going to go high, but probably he's been hyped so much now that, you know, if I hadn't have done the deal, it'd be um, a different proposition. Mm. But, mm. I mean, I just don't know turning back now. I'm very happy with where things are landed and we already know that I've already got two quarterbacks. They'll be starting every week. Touch wood. Yeah, well, what if... What if one cops an injury? What's your plan? The uh, plan would be that I have enough equity in my roster that I'll be able to make a move for one. Yeah. Um, and the, there's still the draft to go. So what's to say I don't get well, one or more? Well, unless he's very good at poker, I think he's told us, <laughs> the listeners, what he's going to do here at 101, I think. All right, let's make your pick. Let's, let's uh, you make it. We'll feed it in live. It is the pick 101. Bijan Robinson. Um, so, I suppose my my first question would be, are you happy with the timing of the deal? Obviously, he was obviously the best player in the draft from a skill position point of view. Clearly, a, um, a Saquon type running back, Brees Hall, JT, those top type. Top 10 draft. NFL he's he's draft basically capital. already the dynasty running back one from a lot of rankings already. Um are you happy with the timing of the deal or do you think if you waited longer it would have it would have changed or are you just happy just to get it over the line and get one-on-one in your pocket? Uh, I was happy to get over the line. I know the reason we did the deal before the draft is Papa was worried that he was going to go to the Patriots, which might have killed his value. Mm-hmm. 
the flip side, I always happened to do it pre-draft because if the quarterbacks didn't get drafted early, then all of a sudden I was left holding three and four and didn't really know what I was doing. And I think given I didn't have an elite one and I had the two QBs, I just thought, pull the trigger. I think it worked out really well for Bijan, but it's also worked out really well for the quarterbacks as well. So a bit of a win-win. I reckon I might not have got as much back if I had awaited. Um, so I think it's a smash landing spot. Um, but yeah, like I also would have had probably a bit more with three and four than what I thought I would have had at the time. So you did get the 110 back, is that right, in this deal? Like, I, th- yeah. I actually thought you did really well to get that 110 back. I thought yeah. his value, I know, I know. look, the likelihood is, and we'll find out soon what Papa does, but the likelihood is he would have two very strong QBs available at three and four, which is a fair price to give up. But I thought for a team that needs those top-end QBs, like, to get the 110 back was really solid from your team, and you've obviously got some other first-round picks in, in the bank as well, so... Um, I, I, for mine, like I think you paid a really, really, a really fair price for the 101, and and Bijan it is. Absolutely, and now we have Papa on the clock, back to back there's, two and three, unless he trades out. There's a, no, well we've got hot at the moment, but there's a bit of oh, um, yeah, of course. There's, <laughs> there's a bit of ahead. well, there's a bit three of commotion out there. I'm not sure if the Woolworths card's getting a run, but there's a <laughs> there's a fair bit of commotion out in the kitchen. I'm not sure what's going. Maybe Mayer's had some pulled pork. Maybe that might have excited the crew. I I reckon we've. I think it's a pretty slam dunk one here. You give your thoughts before you go. We'll get hot in soon, but surely it's got to be Richardson, don't you reckon? I would think so. Yeah, I think leading into the draft, it was a bit could have gone any which way, but we'll see what happens. I've seen the DFF more times than anyone else. This is our room, mate. You haven't got a pick. Haven't got a pick till nine. And he's just he's just so excited. He's so excited. Well, I reckon uh, we should we should talk to Hod if we can. We're we're trying to get him in the room, but um, yeah. the great man's on the clock. He's maybe got through, seven minutes to go. So maybe through the power of editing, he might end up on the pod right about now. Do I need to make the pick? Or? Mate, through the power of editing was the fucking cut there, and then you just the second I hit record, you ruin it. We're on. We're on. We're on. We're, we're on. on. If you couldn't tell, Hod's here. He's uh, he's on the clock. Pick two. We're also got Jake. The uh, two-time champ. Champ, champ. Champ, champ. That's, if that's not going to get a run throughout this year, I don't know what will. Um, how you feeling, mate? You, you surely were expecting what played out pick one to be the case. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty confident. Um, don't know the pick yet, but I guess I think I know who it is. But you good lie. segue there, Benny. Um, getting a run, did you say? You don't know the pick. What do you mean? No, I think I know the pick. I haven't looked at the app yet. Oh, I'm guessing it was I'll, I'll Bijan. Yeah, it's Bijan. <laughs> well, um, it is a good segue into my next pick. Uh, what did you just say then? It's good to have a run, is it? Oh, God. You're ready for like fatherhood. That's the worst dad joke <laughs> I've ever heard. Well, Ben Ben looks puzzled here. Oh, I'm puzzled yes. because are you saying a running back? You're not going Gibbs. You're going Richardson. What, because he can run? He's yes. a running quarterback. Ah, okay. Jesus. So you, I'd say that a running back is more of a runner than a QB. But anyway, <laughs> we will see. We'll, uh, we yeah. will see. Oh, can we have a bet already? Anyone want to? Th- do you want a Najee more, Harris more, more rushing, rushing yards? Oh, well, Najee versus Richardson. Richardson. It's probably a bit rich. Yeah, what do you want? Oh, he's on fire. Yeah, what do you want? Nah, no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> he's instantly backed out. What about Kenneth Walker versus Richardson oh, rushing yards? That's great. That'd be a juicy one. Who's that, Manny? Manny. Anyway, we, we, we might get bet. into bets. A Tough bit. with the second RV then. Anyway, we need to make it official. Mm. But uh, my boy, the Colt himself. Make it on the app. Go on. Do it, Richard. Do it. 
I'll Mate, make it this official. Is, oh, for anyone listening, the instant boner. I just... Mm. Those pants are already tight, hot, and they've become extremely tight with this pick. Jake just moved awfully close to I me. I did. <laughs> he gets his QB. I've had I've had like this thing for nearly four years in this league of really wanting to own a Chicago Bears gun. Yeah. And it just hasn't quite got there. I, I tried real hard for fields. And then to know that you just get to nab Your... what could be... The Colts Homer of the Century. Franchise. There it is. Here it is. You'll hear a bit of reaction in the background. That does put Papper on the clock. I did say before, I jumped the guns there, Cod, because I just knew what you were going to do. Papper on the clock at 3 4. How do you you feel? How do I feel? Yeah. Well, I think I'll just tail on to what you were saying. It's it's a Homer pick, but Mm. it's also. But it's it's what anyone in your position would have made, whether they're a Colts fan or not. So it's just added bonus at that point. And I think I think it is. <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll actually get to that because Jake's a little bit different in that okay. sense. But um, I don't know if if I had the one hundred and one, I might have even still considered that pick. Well, I was I was saying this to Keeney earlier on the way in um, that. It wouldn't have surprised me, and I don't think it did, but if Richardson crossed Matt's mind. Even in his position, he's got only two star QBs. One of them goes down. His list is struggling, and he's got to make moves to make up for it. Richardson is just... I kind of see the the player who can increase the most in value is Richardson. Absolutely. Mm. Things work out for him. You could name your price uh, one year from now if if it goes the way it should. I think the timing's really important as well. Like If you're going to do that understanding that there could be a one, two, three window where his value will mm. absolutely go bananas and the King's Ransom that you can get for a running QB is unparalleled. There's no there's no other uh, position type in the league which can demand that type of weight, which is a running quarterback. Yeah. Josh Allen. Well, Cam Newton's been Cam, his biggest mate. comp and his first three years, if you get that out of Richardson, then you're oh. fucking... Yep. I mean, you do whatever the hell you want with your list. You keep him, you're winning. You trade him for whatever you want, you're winning. It's it's a nice position to be in. It's it's all under the premise of it working out, though, Jake. And is this where you're thinking that if you're in his position... Before we get to that, I'll just explain where my mindset is with the pick. I think I've, I'm in a unique position with being down the bottom, having a high pick, but also having my quarterback mm. set. I made that trade the other day because I do have what I think is a pretty steady quarterback room. Well, sorry, had with Dak and Deshaun. And I shipped Deshaun because of how confident I am in Richardson. Um, If I wasn't as confident, I probably would have leaned one of the other quarterbacks, which I think is safer. And we might learn what that goes to pretty soon. And you're alluding to obviously getting in old. Yeah, he came up to me and tried to give me the old... Tag, whatever you pronounce his last name. <laughs> you can't hear the sound grabs that I'm piping in here, but that was the old tour tag, whatever yes. sound grab from there the DFF. Um, yeah, obviously high risk, but high reward once again with tour coming into your list. I'm hypothesizing, and you probably won't answer live on the air, but I'm wondering if the first month is extremely kind to mm-hmm. tour and he stays injury free, has some very nice games. Uh, do you get tempted to ship him off and cash in at a high, a little bit like what you did with Watson? You got him in at a low, you got rid of him 
probably not at his highest, but for now, there's there's a bit of it could go two ways for him. It didn't look great when he started at Cleveland, and he got he still cashed in quite nicely with him. Yeah, I I don't I I did a bit of research obviously before the tour trade. There is no added risk in what he's had to getting another concussion. It is it has to be another freak thing that we look at these quarterbacks who have been awfully lucky over the years. Uh, they haven't had concussions. We're there with tour again. We're we're starting again. Um, the risk is obviously if he does get that, then it may be the end, and mm. that's that's the end of an asset. But I'm banking on when he's on the field, he's going to be a top quarterback with that offense. And I think that will stand the test of time. I think he's due some luck. Um, But I also think now having Richardson, who I'm very, very high on, could become my QB too. And then I have Tua there at my disposal if I wanted to. Mm. But let's talk about... Big A Rich because it's good having Jake in here because he might have some different uh, views on this pick because I may have alluded earlier that I was going this path and he thought uh, thought a little bit differently of it. Now I I agree that A Rich is the number one upside pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. If you get Cam Newton type production out of Richardson, you are the winner of the draft now already. Yeah, my. Yeah concern is that his sample size compared to Cam Newton coming out of college is basically non-existent. Nothing. Yeah. Cam mm. Newton was a winner proven at Auburn. Um, Stole some shrimp. Yeah. He, was uh, that Jameis? I get confused. I think it might, I think that might have been Jameis. Right. But I, 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 think, um, I think that what Cam Newton produced coming out was far more dependable than what Richardson has done. He might have the athletic profile, but I don't think that always translates. And I also think going into Carolina versus the Colts, it's a very, very different circumstance where he had a Steve Smith, someone who was able to sort of stretch the field versus the Colts, who may not necessarily have the weapons. Pittman's good, Mm. but I'm not sure they've necessarily got the outside weapons because they're going to be loading the box for Taylor already. Hmm. And so you look at what they're going to be doing as a defensive unit against them. I'm not 100% convinced he's like the home run that others might think he is. Totally, totally understand the sample size. Cam Newton did had production hmm. for years. Lamar Jackson had the same. All of these quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, actually had passing hmm. credentials coming out. Hmm. Richardson does not. Um, where my mind goes is... Shane Steichen is the perfect hire for him. Yep. He's done it with Justin Herbert as a rookie. He's done it with Jalen Hurts recently. So I think if he's ever going to have a chance to succeed, it's in this offense. And there's a pretty recent sample of QB who was a rushing QB who didn't have the arm talent in Josh Allen. Mm. And that has turned around. He's arguably the number one. I think you're going to say Fields then. Well, no. It's well, similar. it's another one, but it's but similar. Fields also. I think to that point though, Fields is the perfect example of how the Colts can play it and go. Mm. We don't want this bloke to throw yeah. until week six or seven. And yeah. everyone thought at the start of the year Fields was cooked last year because he just wasn't throwing the ball and they weren't scripting it. But they were just letting him get used to the mm. speed of the NFL. And I think that is almost going to be the perfect way to play it. As much as Thais will want it to be the Minshew show for the first month of the year, I think they just. Almost go the fields approach. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, and it's very, very likely. And when I was talking to you earlier, the CJ Stroud as the alternative in this situation, my general philosophy is to have QBs who just sort of do their job and have others win you the game. Mm. And so that's probably more of a conservative approach to the QB. Having said that, the Josh Allens, the possibly Richardsons, the Cam Newtons back in the day, they will just win you leagues yeah. and yeah. win you games. So like, if he hits, it's game over for everyone. Which goes to my point before. If I had one good quarterback, it'd be yeah. much harder for me to make this pick. Having two, You've I can got see what room. happens here and I can shoot for the stars, which is what he is. And I think the other thing that people overlook is if you identify early enough with a QB that you don't think it's going mm. the trajectory that you want. You can pivot. You yeah. might cop a little bit of a loss, but you can definitely pivot away yeah. and let someone else take that risk on and go, I'll cut my losses here. And it might not, you know, it might backfire on me, but at least it's not a complete sunk cost at that point. I probably won't be making a Justin no. Fields trade in the first year, but um, we'll uh, see how we go. Just quickly, before we jump off here, Papa's on the clock. Uh, what are our thoughts? He's got back-to-back picks here. What are we thinking his movements are going to be, Jake? We'll go with you first. Uh, I think that he has to take QB based on where he's at. Mm-hmm. He's a rebuilding team, only two QBs in the roster. So, Stroud or Young? Uh, I'd pick Young. What do you reckon gut feel of what he'll do? Oh, he thinks he's a gambler, so he might go fucking Stroud. Yeah. But, but Bryce Young is the obvious choice. Like, CJ Stroud was half a chance to fucking get launched yeah. and, and not be the you know the high first-round draft pick capital that uh, Bryce Young was obviously like locked in to be. So that would be my like punt, but... Do you think I, he goes bang-bang on both of them? Do you reckon that's a possibility? He's got... Oh, he's got back-to-backs. Mm. You reckon he just goes fuck it and shores it up? I wouldn't, but there's half a chance. Like, I'd probably... Oh, hang on, he's paused. Someone's on that. Um, I'd actually go QB into receiver and skip Gibbs if I was Papa. If but, I'm sitting there in that position in his team with two to three-year window, I'm going QB, QB. Yep. Have so four on the roster with fields, basically five. Figure it, Find out a little bit more about him and figure yep. out the running back, wide receiver situation. I'm, I'm with you. Purely because it's the hardest position to nail and when you do have two or three of them, then you've got so much room to move. But don't you think that given it's the hardest position, you're wasting capital at three and four as opposed to having a punt at one and then moving to a receiver which could be and provide like safer value? Are you going off a sample size... I mean, a sample of recent years with Steph, with <laughs> Zach Wilson and Trey no, just, But he could have moved on Zach Wilson early and still... If he identified that maybe Wilson wasn't what he thought he could be, he could have moved off him. He still could have no. reinvested in QB. I don't think... And, and he still could in a way with Lance. In, in NFL, there's normally only one per draft that absolutely lands at the best of times as it is. Fantasy or in the NFL. So my thought is... Why I understand the concept of having more eggs in that basket and taking less of the risk away, but for me, I'd rather go. This is the one that I want, okay. and then move to the like wide receiver and take Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Um, well, that was what I was going to say. So I I don't think Papa's list is maybe at a point where taking a running back would be the most sensible no, I investment at three and four. Um, so then wide receiver, and then but I still think. 
that's where this draft's really interesting because Njigba Smith is... He's gone to Seattle where he's behind Metcalf. He's behind Lockett for starting. And they're going to be a rushing team. So it's still not a... It's not a home run pick maybe like the last couple of rookie drafts. But the draft has been paused. Yeah, I was going to say... We're, we're taking up a lot of time speculating. The draft has been paused. There's some shit going down outside, so we might find Deus out real quick. and Papa in what's discussion. Going on. So we might not even well, need to... So go. I've got some breaking issues. <laughs> oh, the roving mic. Let's feel a little oh, bit like uh, Tom Brown here. Tom Brown, Tom Brown. But um, no, I've, I've got it on good authority that Papa and Thais had some discussion here about this pick, and ultimately they haven't reached an agreement. But Papa is dangling a little carrot to Manny, who's not in the building, but is waiting to hear back from Manny, who has 107. So is there a move here from 107 up to 103 for Manny, who needs QB? Yeah, that makes sense. And he's got, he's got a lot of receivers, proven I, receivers for Papa, young proven receivers, Alave, Drake London, etc., etc. So we were talking about this pre-pod, obviously, where... Manny sits at the 107 is a really precarious spot for him because let's just argue the first five picks go three QBs, two running backs. Then it gets into 6-7 is wide receiver territory. Manny has no need for wide receiver. Does he go a bit higher on a tight end in someone like Kincaid? All of a sudden, Mm. it just gets a little bit murky around that 6-7, depending on what your need is. And I actually think this is pretty smart from Papa because he's identifying that Manny's biggest need is QB. This is the most obvious spot. He's not going to take a risk on a Levis because he tried that with Malik Willis last year. It didn't pan out. I think Manny does have to move up here to either three or four and does have to take whatever of Young and Stroud. They've got to figure that out. Yeah, well, I mean, it does. Yeah, you're right. It makes a lot of sense for Manny because it's a bit of a dead zone with his Mm. needs, isn't it? Like, And he's got a surplus in wide receiver and... If uh, Papa can flip for some wide receiver talent this way, I actually think that that's probably better a better uh, scenario for both of them. Yeah, so he can get he potentially could get a, a proven ish wide receiver plus QB with the next pick. Um, maybe that's a better balance for Papa. I will say he wasn't super confident out there that the deal would go down. So. Who knows what the asking price is? Would be great to He'd get him on. He'd be asking for a lot. Yeah, well, obviously, pick three is pretty valuable, and we'll get him on at some point during the pod, and he can talk us through it, whether it goes down or not. So, uh, we'll it'll be a couple more minutes, I think. And yeah, then we, we'll, well, we'll we might um, we might pause it here. But any last thoughts, Jake? Before we do, no, I was going to say that if he takes QB now and sort of threatens to take another one, yeah. Like I think that he's got the leverage in this situation live. Take the QB of his choice. Absolutely. Take the one the that you want pick. and say, yeah. look, there's one left. I don't think anyone is like dying to take Levis no. at, at four oh, or DFF beyond. Might. Possibly. Well, but isn't <laughs> that's what Houston did in real life. Yeah. Exactly right. Stroud. Yeah. yeah. And then came back to three. Yeah. So that would be the play for me is take the pick, take it early. Like don't even negotiate on three. Make your pick and then negotiate four. So you're saying he's already fucked up and shown his cards a little bit. I, I think that why would you even bother pretending like there's le- you, you've lost your leverage by owning three? Supply like, demand. Yeah, yep. so fucking take the thing that you want. Absolutely. And then with four, tr- be like, if you want this, Last one come left. and get it. Like, because Levis is not there. Well, the drop-off, just purely from an NFL investment, yeah. is huge. Massive. Mm. It goes from a fir- top, top five pick. Yeah. 
to no. second round pick. No and there's, yeah, there's no doubt. There's a clear and obvious teardrop at QB. Yeah. After he picks at three. Hundred percent. So it's a really, it's a really uh, good point, well made. That it, it tactically the right thing to do would be take a QB and see what see yeah. what nibbles come then, and maybe the price becomes more palatable. The other part about the wide receivers on the board who are so talented, it's scary. But we've got Smith. And Juba, who's in... Is that how you say it? Smith and Jigma, yeah. I just Jigma. want to hear you keep trying to say it. I want it. the DF, DFF to come yeah, in. Yeah, so give him a crack. He can't pronounce I think it. that he's in a really awkward situation yeah. with two guns. Yep. Then you've got Johnson, who is behind two Jets. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Addison, who's well and truly behind. Oh, he, he's going to be the number two. And then Flowers in an offense, which has never really proven to like offer anything for wide receiver. So you're kind of hoping on talent like... Like coming to the four, mm, no but it's actually really bro. scary wide receiver picks. So through here, I'd be one hundred percent taking the QB you want, threatening to like pass on, see later motors. And I know Keeney's joke that the draft opens up or it starts at pick nine with the DFF on the clock, but I, I do think it starts at pick six because mm. that's I've never. I've never been more in the dark about what direction this yeah. first round can go in. The first five picks order and where they go, I think, is pretty locked in. There could be like one or two that are in another order with Gibbs or one of the other QBs, the third QB. But I'm pretty confident con- those five will go. Yeah. It's after that that just becomes open slather, and well, that's fascinating. Yeah, I think, and I think the point you make about the receivers is a is a correct one, and you ultimately fit, and look, we know rookie wide receivers typically don't produce huge right away but ultimately you're sort of drafting a wide receiver two out of the gate mm-hmm. um for mine that means that i've got a feeling thais has got to be super aggressive with 106 to get jamar uh, jameer gibbs doesn't he doesn't he have to come up into five somehow he's got six he's got eight he's got ten well, if i'm hot at five i take I gibbs. Think, bang on that's exactly you what almost whether to. i whether i need him or not fuck it he's the most packed in value there it's, that he can flip for more anyway but, but it, it fucks Matt over because Matt wants a run yeah. to fall at that's exactly where correct. I'm going and, and I know we're gonna you, we've been talking about this for a lot but it's when you package it all up there's pick four and five are two complete teardrops in both positions yeah. so they're two huge picks in this draft like pick three will tell us a bit but then the next two picks there could be some fireworks I reckon because even Gibbs in that position in that offense like you sort of Again, banking on draft capital. And yes, he was a really productive um, like receiving back in college. And that's what they've lost in Swift. They clearly think they've found the replacement in Detroit. But are you really dying to take a fucking running back from Detroit in the top five? I would. Yeah, I, I think everything I'm, I'm with that you. I'd take it, but you're not like you're not stoked. Do, no, you're not stoked yeah. because of the past. But I think everything, if you looked at the last two years... Everything that they're doing is moving in that direction and they got their guy and we have got our guy popped his head in. Papa, get in. Papa. Get in, mate. You're either you're either announcing a trade or you're making your pick. I don't even have to pause here. We're just going to do a little swap a rooney All right, Papa has gone ahead and made the pick. We were speculating just a little bit earlier, mate, about what you would do about... Uh, about... Trades. DFF, I have seen this guy appear in the room 16 times. You've made Bryce Young at the 103, mate. Talk us through what went down. He's the 101, isn't he? Taken he, by all... He's taken by the, at the number one in the NFL draft. Um, 
You know, Carolina gave up an absolute packet to get him, and I was lucky enough to get him at the 103 in fantasy. So you didn't get the... the No, you traded out of the 101, obviously because QB was going to be your biggest focus as a team, and you thought, I can get more, move back with someone like Thayers, who clearly wants a running back, probably not fitting in your team build as of right now, more so than what a QB would be. Um, so you're pretty happy with what you got as a result and and the player you got. Yeah, absolutely. I look, I got very, oh, I got lucky with the 101, mm-hmm. and it allowed me to move things around and um, really target the 10, you know, really push out the Bijan hype. Yep. Um, I did have two pretty good offers for the 101 at the time, and I decided to make the trade pre-draft because I was just a little bit worried where Bijan would land. To be honest, I yep. was worried he would land in New England. Yep. And I was shitting myself, so I had to make that trade before it. Was that the only place he could have landed that would have that would have destroyed his value the most? Like, uh, or... I mean, you could go through a bunch of scenarios. I mean, Saddles, a similar one with Charbonnet. And, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's worked out the best-case scenario for him. And if you had a held off a little bit more, you might have got a bit more. But the chance of him not landing in the best-case scenario, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyone that knows has dealt with Thayer's... <laughs> You, you have to make the deal when it's there yep. because he overthinks everything. Yep. He called me up two nights in a row just going through every single scenario making sure he knew exactly what I wanted and exactly who I was picking before he <laughs> made the trade. It was, it, it was hard work. It was, it, to be <laughs> honest, why would he care who you who you were picking if he got the 101? That's not going to affect him. Because he's got uh, the 106. But, I mean, yeah, but we hadn't had the draft at that point. Anyway, speaking of Thais, now there was a little bit of murmurings going on at the time when you're on the clock. We did pause the clock for a little while. So Manny and Thais were both in conversation with you. Can you tell us a little bit about what just happened then? I'm not going to say that the both trades are dead in the water, so I don't want to go into too much yep. detail. Well, they won't hear this till yeah, after, tomorrow. After <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate that. <laughs> But, I, don't, I don't think Kenny and I are jumping in anytime soon. No, no. no. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but, no, no. So, Thais, basically, after the draft, I hit him up and we were probably on the same wavelength. That the, dra- the trade would have gone down a lot different post-draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually looked at... He's actually looked at coming up again. So, okay. do a, you know, DFF might have been onto something last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think... I think things have played out a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little bit different. Um, but the draft definitely has changed things. And I think if I talk about my sort of mindset doing these picks, it's sort of been last year I really benefited, I think, from trading early, really early. In the, mm-hmm. in the, in, and this time it's probably hurt me a little bit going too early because I think Bichon's value going to Atlanta really skyrocketed. Yeah, it's, I guess that's the gamble you take, isn't it? It's how much are you willing to keep holding to see that value rise, but if you hold for too long, it's dead in the water. Um, so so the, the trade with Manny, without going into any detail, and obviously the, what, what uh, is said in this room stays in this room, but... Um, <laughs> and anyone uh, listening? I mean, for, we, we, we were discussing, mate, we were discussing the, the fit with Manny, and we thought it made a bit of sense with his roster. He's got a lot of young receivers... He needs a QB. We thought it really made sense when I heard you were talking to him. So was that sort of, without going into details, was that what we're looking at here? A young wide receiver potentially plus yep. for the pick? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's You're in the ballpark. Yep. I guess the big thing for me is 
Manny's picks this year is 107 and 111. Mm. I feel there's a bit of a drop-off mm. mm-hmm. when you get to 107 and when you get to 111. It's a bit murkier around there. 100%. And it's sort of... You know, Especially pop- for what he needs. Exactly right. It, the wide receivers, it's almost like take your pick around there and yep. hope that it falls your way. Yep. He's not really in a position for wide receivers. You've taken, as we're chatting, you've just taken the 104 CJ Stroud. Well so, done. Congratulations. You've got two QBs in, two very early uh, dra- NFL draft capital QBs, which is nice. But you did say that it's not dead in the water between these two that you've been talking to. So could we have a situation where potentially you've just taken the QBs and this conversation might kick down the road a little bit for one of Young or Stroud? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely on the cards. Um, let's see how this draft falls. Let's see. You know, it might even happen tonight. Yep. Still. Yep. No. Would your hope be that, let's say, we get to the 106 and Thais is on the clock and maybe Gibbs, someone that he had in mind, doesn't fall to the 106 because uh, Hod takes him? Do you think that then he gets a bit more desperate because his need that he was hoping might be there is gone? So I've had some really good con- discussions with Thais over probably the last three weeks. Um, and he's not going to hear this till tomorrow anyway, so yep. let's let's just delve into it. Hoddick's taking Gibbs at 105. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. He should. He yep. should. Thays is right now disaster. shitting, shitting, shitting himself. Yeah. A disaster. Because... He doesn't need a receiver. He doesn't need a receiver, but it's not that he doesn't need a receiver. He wants Levis because I feel that he needs a quarterback and he doesn't think he can wait to 108. Mm. Because he thinks... He Manny. Thinks Manny might take him at 107. So it's going to be really interesting what happens in the next... Yeah. So how much is he prepared to gamble in the picks in those uh, few picks there in the middle of this first round that is going to be very fascinating Thais is a bitch he doesn't gamble well <laughs> we did like I've, I've joked all night basically that the draft starts at 109 but if Hod does do the right thing here and, and take Gibbs then I think the draft really does start at 6 yeah like it honestly it could go any which way at 6 now you've, Hod's, uh, you've Hod's all outside seen the, the room you've seen the Muppets in those two uh, old blokes that sit in the rafters we've got two Muppet heads just poking through this door here in Hod and Steph Hod you're on the clock are you, are you just going to jump in and start talking or do you want a bit of time to, to think your way through this pick I don't think I need too much time um, how are we doing this you jumping off Kenny yeah, sub in, sub out. Uh, 105, you're on the clock. All right, talk us through. Is this how you thought it would play out, the first four picks? Um, yeah, it is. I thought... You made both picks, yeah? Yeah, yep. he's gone young. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely, in my discussions with Papa pre-draft, I thought... Well, actually, everyone heard it just before. Yep. Um, no, I thought that was the play. I think it gives him the most value at the time, and he can always pivot mm-hmm. with... Um, Assets that are going to hold. I didn't think Gibbs was on the table for his list at the moment. Um, JSN could have, but I still think the quarterbacks hold the most value for him. Because there are two people he's been in discussion with that have a very QB-centric uh, need, and I think that that's going to hold. All right, you're on the clock now. Jameer Gibbs is there. There is also Jackson Smith and Jigba and a few other wide receivers. What Are you going to live on the pod make the pick? Yeah, I think I will. Um, it's, it is a very tough one because wide receivers obviously hold their value. I think JSN is a super talent. The 
I think it, I think this is this will be an interesting um, call, given where I'm going to go and what I'm going to say. But I think whoever gets the number six pick is going to get an extremely good asset for a long time. Like a wide receiver. Like a wide yeah. receiver. But do I, what we I, want you to do, mate. I think um, I think Keeney will be happy with this being a division foe of Matt. But also, I just think my list is coming along. Also, your division shows that it's it's an open field. I mean, you've got Camo and Jim, who's, whose list fluctuated yeah. the best of times, and you've got your QBs seemingly sorted. Yeah, I think I really love JSN. I could definitely take him here, but I will take the running back. Um, I think the draft capital at 12 means... They have a, an extremely solid plan for him. And they actually could have picked Bijan at six if they wanted to. But they opted to take Gibbs at 12, which mm. I think speaks the world of what plans they have and how high they rate him. And they're one of the best top five offensive lines in the league. So Go I will and make be making pick. the pick of... Their number one running back Gibbsy. on the board, Jameer Gibbs. It's Thais's worst nightmare has just come true because I think he was hoping he could have slid. We might hear the screams from out back there. I think you've done the right move there, mate. I Whether he stays on your list long-term or not, he holds, he holds extremely good value after these two running backs. It does open up. I think there's like really interesting teardrops um, in this draft. And I think running back in QB, we've just seen the two most significant teardrops of a position just take place in the first five picks. So, Papa. Hodic, are you worried about the Detroit running back room and what that's happened over the last 15 years? <laughs> because it's a big talking point. Oh, to be honest, I think you made the right pick. We were just um, chatting about this with Jake but, before you jumped on. Absolutely. But, and I thought you were going to make that pick. But are you worried about that running back? Uh, no. Who do? I think um, if you're talking about the Barry Sanders um, hoodoo or whatever you want to call it, no, I'm not. Um, if I was worried about um, bad luck or whatever, I don't think I would have picked up Tua. So, yep. um, no, I think I think he's an extremely good running back. I think Alabama have proven that they produce very solid running backs over the years, and I think they have an extremely um, prosperous plan. For good alliteration. Yeah. Is that a word? Prosperous. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with it. Well done. Um I think I think they do have a um a really uh good plan for Gibbs moving forward. I don't think he's gonna get the workload um on first and second down, but I don't think I'd want that. I think mm. it's gonna be similar to well, I mean, Kamara. Jamal, Jamal Williams proved that that you can score plenty of bloody touchdowns and he is a far superior talent, I think. No offence to Jamal. Uh, I think it's a fantastic upside pick and it just gives you lots of flexibility. We do move into a really interesting part of the draft here. We've got... Ben, I just want to just hold on that. Hold, on, hold on. Because you, you did talk Jamal Williams and Gibbs. I'm just putting you over the pump here, Hottie. But Jamal Williams? Yep. You said that... Uh, what, he the, yeah, what he for produced Detroit for Detroit last year. year. Detroit? Yep. But is that not Monty's role now? No. 
that bigger body. I think I think a lot of NFL teams do this pre-draft. They get free agents in case the draft doesn't fall the way that they want. And I think Gibbs being there, which they came out and said they had him at number one, which I don't know if you'd have him above Bijan, but they apparently said they did. I think that that, um, that is enough proof that it that the Monty free agency pickup or whatever he was, was an insurance play in case the draft didn't fall the way it did. More the bigger body back on Morgan with that one yard carry oh. to get you the touchdown. Oh, Maybe yeah. early days. Maybe. I, I, I think there's a huge role for Monty. Um, but that, that's what I was sort of getting at before. I don't think that's Gibbs's role anyway. I think there, there is a world... Oh, there is a world where um, he is getting in excess of 100 targets out of the backfield. Yeah. And if he's getting the 10 touches a game running the ball, get your 170 carries plus your 100 targets, that often ends up into a pretty successful fantasy campaign. So, Very well said. Well, Thais is on the clock now at 1.06. This is his worst nightmare, which we were saying this is where the draft starts, I think. You've got Matt and Manny back-to-back picks, and then Matt again. So this is the six, seven, eight. And the, then Steph will fuck something up and the then, next pick. And then Steph will... Uh, Can we just skip to pick nine, please? Oh. I, I'm going to let... Ke- I think Keeney's got... Uh, he told me in the car. He didn't want to tell me. He, he just said, I know for a fact who the DFF is taking at pick nine. And he said it with such conviction. So maybe we'll have to get him uh, to, to give us his insight into what the DFF's thinking. Do you think... Hod, while uh, Papa just searches at his phone here, do you think that Matty Mack is potentially going to work something out with Papa or is he going to take best available player and try and work out a trade later? I don't think Matty works the best under time pressure. Mm. So I think he's going to end up settling. It's a real McMahon (laughs) trait. I think he's going to end up settling on some players, which there's nothing wrong with doing. I think take the talent and work it out later. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Um, Same for Manny? Manny? Yep, at the 107. Well, I think Manny did a great case of that last year. He, yep. he went wide receiver, wide receiver, because there was that was where the talent lied, and then he can work it out later what he wants to do with it. So we're thinking uh, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba goes to Matt here? Now. Goes Has to Matt to. here. I think that's yeah. a pretty safe pick. I Definitely. think then Manny... Do you think there's a world... In which Manny goes, Will Levis? Does he take that gamble? Oh, I'm eighty percent, eighty to ninety. You reckon that high? Do you think he was burnt by Malik Willis last year? No, I think he showed how high he was prepared to take a quarterback, and I think he will. He will take that. All right. Well, the man of the hour is in. He wants to come in and see uh, see a pap. This is just this is working like clockwork. It's probably going to listen back horribly uh, when I edit this on Sunday or whenever the hell I get around to it. But Thais, you're on the clock, mate. how sensitive are you feeling right now after what Hod did? Testing. One, two, three. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can. We're still recording. Yeah, five picks in. They've gone exactly as I thought they would, exactly as I had planned. So any other result would have been a bonus. Awesome. Yep. But I'd prepared for this, and um, the moves that I've been making had been around this and... So no, no surprises. I thought, I thought maybe Hod might not take Gibbs, but I was pretty sure the four would be the four. Yep, that makes sense. So that was the one bit of upside that you were hoping he could have gone wide receiver, and then Gibbs would have fallen in your lap. Well, then, how close was a potential trade with Papa around that three four? 
Uh, I think after we made the deal before the draft, I'd kind of wanted a quarterback, and I realised by doing that, I'd probably mortgaged, yeah, you know, in terms of getting that quarterback with one of those picks, like you know, picking at six, good chance there wasn't going to be one there. So the chat was around trying to get back up to get one, thinking that maybe he only wanted one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he might just be more interested in getting picks or whatever else. But we ultimately decided that he was happy to take the two and I was happy to use the rest of my picks and sort it out later. Yep. Okay, so it's not off the cards. Are we uh, are we safe in saying that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the, is the pick that you're about to hit with your thumb here? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic yes, sound effect as well. Yeah. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, we put Manny on the clock now. Oh, who doesn't even hesitate with Will Levis? Holy shit! Oh wow, that's fantastic. We were speculating just before you jumped in what he could do, and he, Woody he doubled he down on the titans. <laughs> <laughs> He's a double titty. He did not take long at all. Oh, that is wowee, Brian. Holy shit! Wowee, jeepers, it's erupting here. Wow. It sure is. You do. That was um. That's as quick as a pick. I oh, know Manny's offline. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking recording? Yes. This is fucking ridiculous. You're the dumbest yeah. cunt I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> fucking hell. I hope the pod caught that. I would have fucked that up. Good job. Fuck you. Got seven of them. You're a dickhead. Jeepers. Well, if well. anyone can um understand that voice, it's the champ champ. So he can say whatever the fuck he likes. I'm having I'm having instant regret. Can, I didn't um, reach out to Manny. Can we just uh, escort Jake out of the room for a second, or or in the room? But before we do dive into that bombshell, um, we've got to give Matt the time here to talk about his receiver, and Matt will be able to listen back as to the rate review I review I gave JSN. Um, talk us through. How do you feel about it? You've obviously got a stacked wide receiver room already. <clears throat> Took the best player on the board. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I think my preference would have been to have one of the top five fall to six. Didn't happen. But I'm in two minds at Jason. I think uh, the prospect, the best wide receiver prospect in the draft. And we've seen a little bit, it's a little bit like Chase 2.0, but not as good as Chase, obviously, in the sense that basically didn't play his third year. And if he didn't play at all last year, where would he have gone? Like, he put up the numbers with the other two. Um, but I think he's gone to a bad spot this year. But I think after one year, Lockett will probably get cut. And then he's probably favoured to lead the team in targets in year two, would be my guess. Keeney, do you agree that he's gone to a bad spot? Um, well, not necessarily. It depends. It, it depends because... Are you asking him to produce a new one? Like, it's pretty unlikely for mine. So, by the time he actually gets into his prime, he might be in a good spot. So, maybe right now, he's wide receiver three or wide receiver two or whatever he is. But um, I think people, like players like Chase are pretty unique. Like, to come in and do what he yeah. did in year one is really unique. So, any wide receiver <coughs> you take in a rookie draft, they're going to take a bit of time. But the beauty of it is he's got longevity and his, op- or his situation will change in three or four years' time. I this sounds weird because I picked another player over him, but I'm mm. super high on JSN. I think 
I think the talent himself, he would have. What did um, his counterparts went super high last year? Who he outproduced? Um, two years ago, sorry. He a year younger as well. I, yeah, I, I think I think he will demand targets in that offense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he leads those three receivers in targets in year one. It's a bold call. My my concern is can Gino back it up and then. Two years from now, is he the quarterback? Is there some sort of change there? That's what. That's my only hesitation with him. Nothing about the player. Yeah, I think the knocks on him were he's um, profiled as a slot. Like he, uh, not a lot of people thought he's an outside guy, and his speed. Like he didn't run a terrible time at the combine, but he did smash all the other metrics. Like in terms of um, you know the shuttle and like twenty yard dash and stuff, which is promising. He's got good size. And yeah, like his first two years, particularly that second year, um, it's as good as it gets. And I think if we had done this draft 12 months ago, he would have probably gone top four. But because he got hurt and um, the quarterbacks went up the board and stuff a bit. So yeah, it's more a happy to take him and just let it play out. Like I don't think he'll go down in value. I think we're much better now at receiver projection than we were five years ago when you had like... Corey Coleman's and your Kevin White's. Like I think analytics has come so long now that we do such a good job that like it's just as long as you're not reaching, you know. Um, and by the same token, yeah, well, I did wish I had one of the top five, but we move on. So as we move on, um, yes. was there any thought of Will Levis? So we need to give Manny a bit of airtime here. He has clicked on Will Levis quicker than you can think. Yeah. Uh, it is straight in. And Thais, you're back on the clock, by the way. You've got five minutes to make a pick, which I'm sure you will do. Yeah. Talk us through the Will Levis pick for starters. Your opinion, was he um, in the mix? Um, before we... Are you settled on who you're can, picking or do you want to pause the draft? No, unless someone comes and grabs okay, me good. in the room. That's fine. So you, yeah, you talk no, about I'll, Manny and then make yeah. a pick. Uh, I probably had in my head that Manny would take Levis at seven. Really? Yeah. So you've picked the first seven. I think the yeah. first six were settled. I reckon seven's a big call. Manny's not in the room either. I reckon I know what he's doing at 11. Go on. Really? Go on. I reckon he looks at it and goes, well, Kenneth Walker, take Charbonnet. So if one of them gets hurt, he's sweet. Yep. I just reckon he'll do that. Mm. I don't think he should go there, but I think he will. Yep. Anyway, so I could be wrong. Obviously, he's not here to, to answer this no, question, but I mean, gents, it's a, um, a fascinating look at you know, 12 months ago, Malik Willis went at the 111. Yeah. And now he takes a similar-ish type of... Well, not similar-ish, but, you know, the guy with the tools uh, at the same team to Tennessee again at the 107. Um, back-to-back years, Tennessee QBs, you know, rushing upside. He's got all the athleticism, etc. It's a big call for mine. I feel like he should just trade for Ryan Tannehill and just have more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd even deal him. So... so what, what are your thoughts on Will Levis here? I'll give you my honest opinion about him. I've got the 207 tonight. If he was there, I, I was thinking about not taking him. Wow. I, I, I can't touch him. Uh, he slid in the draft for a reason. This has got Malik Willis written all over it again, in my opinion. Now, I could very well be wrong, but I'd like to hear your opinion. What's, um, I need you to answer this very quickly. What was that phobia? Oh, corn. Keeney's phobia of corn. I think it's now, it must be a phobia of banana skins because Will Levi's, 
<laughs> Loves a full banana. Have you heard this? Oh, yeah, yeah. He eats the banana full. Yeah, Are you good. against that? No, but I do have banana socks on. So that's uh, <laughs> an interesting... Can, can confirm. I, I, I somewhat share the same view with Keeney. Um, I obviously listen to a few pods, as you all know, and there is a growing consensus that his breakdown of plays... He's a super athlete, but he does not have the acumen of what the other top quarterbacks have and that's a real concern for some teams which is obvious why he slipped down the board and was untouchable for some so um i don't i wouldn't go as far as saying the 207 i wouldn't look at him um because i think hendon hooker might be in play at that point in the draft as well but um what do you think maddie yeah funny one i think I can't compare him to Willis because Willis went, what, middle of the third? Yeah. Levis has gone pick two on day one and they tried to trade him to the first and they couldn't. And a few teams have come out and said that they would have taken him if they needed a quarterback, like through the 20s. Like Baltimore was one of them as an example. Uh, age, I'm not too concerned. I know like someone like Mel Kuyper was huge on him, playing injured all year. Had no one to throw to, shit line. Um, but... Yeah, I think what the rule of thumb is, top 10, top 20, maybe a bit softer. If you're outside of that, it generally doesn't pan out. But I would have started considering him around about where Steph and I are about to end mm. enter into now. Me, because I feel like I could probably have afforded to. Steph, I probably had pegged, maybe, taking Levis at 109. What if I, he was there, don't know. What I might add on this is it's always nice to look back on drafts and... Mm. Given now that he's taken Levis at 107, is Malik Willis at 111 last year a super reach? That will be the yeah. thing to watch over the next couple of years. Well, to see. Who went in the second round that's notable? That I think like Jahan, like you're talking last year, around Willis going 112? Oh, Dotson went Dotson way, went 25, I yeah, think. Yeah, later. And Scooter that, took him, didn't he? Yeah. I think that stands out as the best second round pick in the front half anyway I think oh, Christian mm. Watson went 201 no 107 Pickett, Pickens oh. went 201 Damien Pierce went 22 that was some pretty good picks there. <laughs> <laughs> some quality picks yeah it's just it's uh, it's an interesting one isn't it like how much do you take a player you like or you know a player's athleticism like if he does pan out it's a great pick there's no doubt about that but at the end of the day I'm not here taking second round QBs which historically don't hit that well at 107 that's just my opinion Jalen Hurts obviously has bucked that trend but there hasn't been too many that have but who knows you know? would, would you call this a need pick well I think so because it, it just has to be doesn't it like and who knows what like Manny could easily flip him tomorrow and and that could be part of the strategy like there's a it's a QB needy league and he's the last one that's got any form of value. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him now. Um, maybe he's worried about the DFF or or Thayer's taking Levis and then not being able to flip him. So you know everyone's got different strategies. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and we'll see what he does with him. He may just sit on him for a year, and you know he may show flashes and away we go. But um, anyway, we've um, we've talked about Will Levis, which is a fascinating topic for a little bit. We'll move quickly on to. Well, we can't. The next pick. Oh, no, he's, le- he's left us. 
he's just walked out of the room. So we'll, I'll, I'll quickly announce. So, so Quentin, uh, Quentin Johnson obviously goes at 108 here to Thayer. So he backs up uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba with another wide receiver in this class. Obviously, a first round wide receiver. But let's, uh, we'll talk about that later when he gets in the room. But seriously, everybody has waited a long time. We've probably been recording for at least an hour. And we've been waiting for this moment. And that is pick nine when the draft starts with the DFF. Welcome in, DFF. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. How are you? Going well, mate. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, number one? How has the draft panned out in your mind, number two? Perfect. Confident. Perfect. So the player that you are after clearly is there. He's there. He's there. He's willing. He's able. Yeah. Are you going to take time putting this pick in or are you just going to put no, it in? Let's just have a quick chit chat. Okay. Hold, how are you, mate? I'm great. I'm, I'm interested to see you. You say that the player you wanted was there. Yeah. Was Will Levis never considered for the dynasty football factory of fucking quarterbacks? Nah, they call me the quarterback whisperer, but no, Will Levis was never there. It was all a smoke screen, Hoddick. I don't think we were screening the smoke. <laughs> I would never have taken Will Levis at the 109, let's put it that way. 109. So Keeney just said he wouldn't have taken him at the 207. Can I just clarify? I would have had a good think about it. I wasn't a guarantee to take him there, no. no. That's more the point. That's a long way back in the draft and still not a consider... Well, a consideration but not a lock and you're saying the same at 109 you wouldn't have taken him no would not have taken him at the 109 would not have taken him in the 20 probably would have thought about it around the 203 204 mm-hmm. interesting are you gonna what's the chit chat you want are you gonna la- launch <laughs> so, into your pick well let's let's just quickly recap obviously the uh the four main qbs have gone um will levis maybe a touch earlier the two star running backs are gone Two of the three main receivers, or there's probably four main receivers that went first round. So two of them are gone. So is that is that a position you're leaning, or are you going to break the mold and take a tight end here, first tight end off the board? So you got a couple of options. You'll have a, you'll have a look in a, in a quick minute, Chris. Would yes. You like me to make my pick. If you're if you're ready to, mate, we've been waiting a long time. I don't know for if this. the league's ready. <laughs> There'll be a reaction. Do we need to open the door to hear the reaction when the DFS yeah, actually, pick I'll do in? that. I, you make your pick can and you, I'll set the scene. How far does that mic go? Can we get can we get a mic in here? Jake's got a lot of thoughts. Maybe get Jake in the room. What was so Jake Jake came in with a heavy outburst. Was that directed towards Thais or Manny? I can't Will remember. Levis. Yeah. It was directed. Yeah. I told you boys that I'm gonna take the best available. Good. I wasn't gonna trade up in the first round because I knew who I wanted. Good. It's a, it's a bit of a need for me, but let's hit go. it. Here we go. Go on. Reveal. Three, two, one. Hang on, hang on. How do I do this? Oh, Jesus. Join draft. Join draft and then just pick the Live podcasting, everyone. Live podcasting. Suspense. Fueling me. The world is waiting. There it is. There it is. Well, can I just say one quick thing, Steph? And, Talk um, to me, Chris. It was my prediction in the car on the way over that you would take Dalton Kincaid. I had a few reasons for it, um, and I'm happy to talk through the pod now. The first and foremost is that he's white. So that was always (laughs) a huge chance to tick that box. Um, He was the first tight end taken, obviously. But also, I think a major reason, 
outside of the fact that he's a bit of a need of yours, a tight end, can't be rolling out with uh, Baby Gronk 2.0, Cole Komet for the rest of your life. But the other big thing is your little bum buddy, Thais, has Josh Allen. So I think every time Josh Allen throws a tutty to Dalton Kincaid, you can just suck each other off for five minutes and go, Thais, Josh Allen, Dalton Kincaid, how good's that? Is that, is that accurate? That was a bit accurate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which part to suck you off? Yeah, Jeepers! Nah, look, he's an, elite, he's an elite talent. Yards after catch. He's got a bit of a, from what I've read, he's got a bit of issue with blocking, but you don't get points. Oh, you don't want him to be. League, so. He'll be the DFF right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm real happy with the pick. That's who I was after. That's who I got, and I knew it would be well, there. So. Tight end premium? Well, tight end premium, he's got baby Gronk. In Cole Komet, and now he's got baby Kelsey, the two best tight ends in the generation we live in. So I don't know if you've read tight end, rookie tight ends don't often hit um, in the first year. So it must be it must be a long play. Does he have a team? New England. All oh, right. Yeah, he's in New England. Yeah. Um, did did the fact that he's white play into it at all? <laughs> well, Jermaine Curse was once. Hold uh, on, let him answer. <laughs> no, it didn't, Chris. It didn't. <laughs> didn't what played into it is that I needed a good tight end and I got one and he's going to be good for a long time he's got a good quarterback he's got a good team I um I I can confirm though Steph did inquire with myself the Colts have a left tackle in Bernard Romain he's a German product and he did try and draft him at the 10 what would you have the 109 what's his last name Romain and he's German yeah Remain. I thought I thought the uh, the Jets tight end was still a chance for you tonight, mate. Big Zacky cunts. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll just put it this way: the other player I was looking at here was Zay Flowers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a you know, good team in Baltimore, and I think he'll be used a lot with Lamar. So that was the other one that was I was tossing up with. So, just before you walked into the war room here, I uh, happened to catch a little conversation, Keeney, that took place between yourself and Jake. Yeah, Jake was uh, trying to wanna... sneak the pick, but you know what? Jake, fuck off. What uh, What was he just throwing out there, just out of interest? Because I reckon the conversation might still be happening now with the person on the clock. Um, you... I just didn't want to, I said, I know who I want, I know who I'm getting. So you didn't even it. entertain it? Didn't entertain it. Okay. His first pick was in the third round, so... Well, I entertained it after you walked away, and he was uh, he's offering a running back for one of the wide receivers on the board. I reckon Jake, he, when he likes a player, he likes a player. Yep. He's, I think you said this pre, uh, pre-podcast, Keeney, that he's hit on, what, five out of his six draft picks? He's, um, yeah, he's, if you look, Back at his first and second round picks over the journey, he is hitting at an incredible rate. Um, he just keeps nailing them. So, so if yeah, he pulls he does... off a a trade here with Thais, and I know for a fact that potentially uh, Ramondre or Naji could be on the table here, mm. since Thais missed out on his running back of can I, choice. Can I ask you? Do you reckon Thais was going to go the King Cave at the one oh the one ten? Yeah, I th- oh, well, I, it chance. would have crossed his mind. I think he really wants to well, nail. Josh Allen, so it would have made sense to get ask up him. The... Yeah, we might have to ask him if, if we get him on. Oh, I think I think running back is his priority right now. I think he really wants to shore that up. So that might have been the reason why. Yeah, 
Yeah, he offered me T. Higgins for Brees Hall. No, he didn't. He did. T. Higgins. Straight and a, swap. No, nah, T. Higgins in a second for Brees Hall. Oh dear. <sighs> yeah. Well, just, what? Like just, he's doing you a favour there. <laughs> A little bit of exposure there to an oh. awful, awful McMahon trade. We shouldn't yeah, be too surprised. Yeah, it's not good, Thais. Come on, you Come on, Thais. I love you, but that was shocking. Right? Come oh, on, we, are we seeing the first fracture of the bum buddies? Well, there's no fracture, no. but come on, Thais. Well, I think, you know what? Keeney mentioned this earlier, and I haven't been in for the last however long you guys have been talking, but did you put your theories out there before he made the pick? After, unfortunately, but, oh, but I, so I, I told Jake the same theory. So you were bang on. I, I told you. Can you tell me the theory again? I, I repeat. <laughs> I, Do I the said, listeners want to hear it? Again? I, no, they want to hear I, it again. I said Dalton was a big chance because number one, it was a need. Yep. Um, as much as you love Cole Komet, it was a need. You did need some extra help at tight end. Number two, he's, he's white. white. And number three, I think you will enjoy the fact that Thais has Josh Allen. And whenever I, there's a tutty pass, you two little bum buddies will go at it. I think number four, let's it's just, one of not, the few let, players... Let's on not the, talk about the need. Let's talk about the actual player. Do you think he's going to be a good player? Yeah, well, I think... No, I, I, I like the pick, mate. It's fine. Um, I think, you know, he's a first-round tight end, which is not common. Yep. Um, so, obviously, Buffalo, Buffalo love him. Buffalo, Buffalo traded up to get him too. Don't Correct, forget that. Um and he is, he plays more like a receiver than a tight end. And in tight end premium, as we've seen, mm-hmm. um, that it's is true. valuable. And look, it might it might take one, two, three years for him to, you know, um, produce. But it's but at know, that point, it's, it's all pick. of the DFF's assets will have bloomed. Can I can I be honest? Blossomed. Can I be honest, DFF? I think I, I honestly think from like the one oh seven to the two ten is a fucking shit show tonight. Like, yep. not that it's a shit, so, shit show, sorry, that's probably the wrong just wording. It just could go, go anyway. any direction depending on how someone's feeling. So like, whether Kincaid went there or he went two picks later or two picks earlier, I don't think there's any, like, bad pick or whatever. And the whatever. perfect example is Jake was so desperate to Wait, get... someone's made a pick. You outside, have to make it in here. Outside of Levis. Oh, okay, he's taken... And a trade. Addis. He's traded. And a trade. Fuck, okay, exactly. So Jake, he traded with he's Jake. Traded. So who, Addison was the guy he wanted. Who was trading? Thais has traded with Jake. And Trade he's traded has been in Ramondre. Completed. What's Jake doing? There was a rule. You had to tra- pick in here, wasn't there? Well, he's going to have to uh, come back and do it. So he's traded the 110, which became Jordan Addison. Addison. He got the 205. He got a 2025 fourth, oh, which is Matty Max. Uh, and Matty Mack got Ramondre and a 25 third, so he's moved up around in 2025. Um, okay, so that, that absolutely answers. Now, that ties into, come on in, Thais. Does the guy who made the pick want to come in as well? Or he's he's going to make his way praise in? Praise me, Thais. Give me, some, give me some praise. I like the pick. Thank you. You hated so, this draft, though, let's be honest. From, like, pick five onwards, from pick six onwards, you did not like this draft. You were trying to get out. Whatever it cost. Not necessarily. Yeah. You need a mic. Yeah. Well, DFF doesn't want to give it up. Necessarily. <laughs> no. I wish. Like. Don't hold the mic. I'll hold it for you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. You hold it. I'll lick it. Uh, it's mic. This is Josh Allen Dalton Kincaid preview. Didn't go. <laughs> yes. It didn't end up being how I envisioned it when I started on this journey. But mm-hmm. I've made the most of the situation. Yep. 
Okay, so to that, do you think that the way that Papa has gone about accumulating draft picks is maybe, if you had your time again, the better way to do it, to spread over the years? Because this was, when we started uh, Dynasty, 2023 rookie draft was touted as the draft to have picks for, and you loaded up, and at the time I thought, fucking well played. Yeah, well, picks, really, regardless of the draft, don't necessarily go down, but... I think what we've seen happens is everyone hypes up the next draft. Mm-hmm. The year happens and players go up, players go down. But generally, we'll get to next year and people will be more down on the 2024 class than they are now. And then they'll be hyped up about the 2025. It, it's a thing. It's a but I think in this class, there was only one generational potential talent, whereas in the past, we've been pretty spoiled with a few. So next year we'll see. Like we know we've already got one. We maybe have more by the time that draft rocks up. But so now that you've addressed your need of running back by getting old Ramondre Ramondre Stiff, you've got the new Stiffenson on your roster. Mm. Does that mean that any potential work with Papa might be off the cards? Uh, no, not necessarily. Like I think my team now, I feel really comfortable about how it's built. Love a third quarterback. Probably would like a developmental tight end. But outside of that, I'm happy with my running backs. Do you have indigestion? Because you... <laughs> oh. Sounds like you got a bit of indigestion there, Maybe face. a few beers will do Yeah, that. it's fucking Scoots pulled pork. <laughs> I think he so pulled the pork before he you, pulled the pork. You said you said QB, you said developmental tight end. Does uh, Will Levis just flying off the board, was that, was that a bit of a sting to see? Were you hoping he could have slid? Uh, I thought Manny would take him at seven. I nine picks in. I've picked. I'm nine out of nine in my head. Okay, if he was there at eight, would you have definitely taken him? No. Okay. I would have probably spoken to Steph or someone else and moved down. Right. Yeah. If he was there at at ten, ten, yeah, ten, I would have taken. That's when one, you really six, would have eight, been... and be like, you know what? what? What am I missing out on? Yep. Possibly, yeah. Um. How high would you have taken Kincaid? Would you have uh, taken him if if DFF didn't just nab him there? Would you have made the trade, or would you? Have I reckon taken I probably would have. Good run. But these things happen, and Jake and I had been speaking about Ramondre for eight or ten and two hundred five, and by virtue of Addison still being around, Jake was like, "All right, I'll do it for ten and it made sense for him and his team. And I was actually pretty happy because I didn't want to give up the eight when we were talking. So. It worked out better than just taking Kincaid at nine. Ten. So was so Stevenson was always the running back you're after, or just any one of his him or Najee about same same. Barkley would have had to pay more, so I probably wasn't as keen. Did you have the choice of Najee or Ramondre? Then mm-hmm. you chose Ramondre. Yeah, pretty close. Like it's it's long term versus short term. I think. Yeah. So Kincaid came into the to the thought process phase. You've got yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, relative to who was on the board, yes. But I think it's worked out better. Oh, you taking <laughs> a trade? Sense? A trade and a pick have gone down I... since the DFF, and all he wants to talk about is his picks. <laughs> How good's Dynasty? <laughs> he just only cares about him. That's Dynasty that for you, baby. Does that make sense? That I would have taken Kincaid for me at ten. Yeah, right. it's worked out better. Though. Stop talking into your hand. Stop yeah. taking the mic away, mate. This is not your podcast. <laughs> so yeah, no, nah, it's, it's worked out well. I would have taken a running back at two hundred five. So 
let's take Stevens instead. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Well done, Thais. We love you. We all love you. Oh, I love you, Tell him, Chris, you love him. Well, bloody love you, mate. Always have, always will. Oh, I love him. We all love you. Yeah, we all So what, have you got any picks left in this year's draft? Yeah, 306. 306. Gonna shock the world. 306 What state are you going to be in by the 306? That's the, the real question. So we've got Matty on the clock. Uh, there's only four Seen minutes bed, left. Mm. Anyway, boys, thanks and for having Camo. me. Mate, I'm wrapping up oh, so we can pause. Yep, Don't yep, try yep. and walk out. I'm not we'll pause out. it. Manny on the clock uh, and then Camo to make his virgin first round pick. <laughs> so we'll, uh, maybe we get that bloke oh, live on and we can recap what Manny does. We are back and we are joined by one of the uh, all-time favourites of this league. Camo, welcome onto the pod. How you doing, mate? Thanks, mate. Absolute privilege and honour to be here. Two rings, three blokes. How good. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about uh, who's holding Woo! up one end of those. <laughs> Since we've uh, been off the air, Zay Flowers picked at the 111 mm. from Manny. Reach. Um, reach. Okay, I was going to ask for opinions. So is that a genuine one or are you just trying to get under his skin? No, nah, just trying to get under his skin. Um, no, I reckon it's fact. I reckon it's a reach. No, I love anyone that's five foot. Eight minutes more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got to stick together. <laughs> Zay Flowers doing so, it for the boys. on the pod, mate, your first first round pick of this league in a... Uh, and it's mine. Rookie draft. It's Jake's... Yeah, it's just another reminder that he won another championship at the 112. Are you going to take the pick live now? Yeah, I will. Look, I've had a lot of fun with the 112. I have messaged all my mates, told them I'm picking from the 112. They all said, that's awesome, 12-team league. I said, yep. They're like, I didn't trade for the pick. I tried to claim it as my own. Took all the congratulations there are. Um, I just like your support network that you can reach out and tell your mates that you have the pick 112. If I told well, mate, anyone outside of this group that I had the 112, what the fuck are you in, talking about? In 14 dynasty leagues, <laughs> yeah. I reckon he's got fucking someone 15, who's going to support 15, him. 15 yeah, so leagues. we, Jake and I, just found out. Oh, yeah, that know, was between us three. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, now it's between the listeners. Four, 15 dynasty leagues that come as a part of. I think you've got a problem, mate. Just oh. quietly. So, I mean, you told us off air, but where does this one rank in terms of your one of 14 yeah. slash 15? Out of the entire 15 leagues I'm in, and there are plenty of good ones. This is first. Beautiful. And hopefully no one else from any of my other leagues are listening because <laughs> it is daylight, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I think I could rank 15 of anything. So given I'm sitting in, in uh, Kenny's seat here, I, I feel like I want to play the Kenny role for two seconds. You're at the 112. Yes. Historically in this league, we're at 50%. Don't go through the picks. Previously. Picks. No. We have Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Very clear hit mm-hmm. at the 112. Last year. The following year, well, uh, Benny, would you like to remind us of who was the 112 in the following year? Because he wasn't it great. I was Malik Willis, but I, that's 111, wasn't it? No, it is Malik Willis. It was Willis. Malik Willis. So we are 100% Don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. at a 50-50 record at the 112. So to clearly, fair, there's value fair, to be had. Just don't fuck it up. I, <laughs> I think you're a bit harsh. You are a bit harsh on the 50-50 because I still think Malik Willis could, oh, be, the, could, could be the starter this year oh, for the Tennessee Titans. Could be the starter. 
Mate, he will. If I'm he calling is the it. starter, I'm he calling is the it starter, now. So he can be thrown to the wolves, and then it be, can become the Will Levis show. You know who else thinks he's going to be the starter? Tim, because he has offered Tanner Hill to every single person I know, including people outside the league. Oh, no. He's oh, no. Nowhere. <laughs> oh, Tim, I'll... We'll, we'll, Team Tim 84. We might dive into Team uh, Tim 84 or whatever it is soon. But, uh, all right, you're on the clock, mate. You've got three and a half minutes. So you're going to jump in and make the pick, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, Let's good do point. it. Look, it is the first time I've looked. So, uh, Shut just up. give me a second. I reckon I'm, I'm going to go with A-Chain. Yeah, you can you can name your, name your people. Honestly, I didn't think I'd be sitting here on the clock with the pick still in my hand. Yeah, as you guys is, know, as you guys know... I'm a big trader. Yep. Love my trading. I've never, ever had a first round pick before ever in my life in this league, ever. I didn't think I'd be sitting here. So straight up, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really done my research. I feel like this is all building for you to hit, except on a trade and then it just completely changing. Can I tell you who I'd pick if I was you? Yeah, go for it. I've got three minutes left, so I'm keen on both your thoughts. (laughs) So if I was in your shoes right now, given your roster, this is not just in my team. Like if I was in in your position... I'd be drafting Mingo mm-hmm. based on upside yep. and situation given he's going to have a rookie QB who's going to want to grow. Similar situation to the Bengals and hoping that he's going to have a lot of upside. You've got good running backs already. You're clearly sorted at tight end. I don't think there's any QBs left on the table willing yep. like you would take in this position. Yep, That's who I would be going for in this spot. Okay, I, I know I said A-Chain just before. I do like his potential, obviously, Miami running back, so I will not put you <laughs> under the pump of the clock. Um, I'm actually going to pivot a little bit here. If I was you in this position, I'd go Charbonnet. Yeah. For, for the reason of, I think the Kenneth Walker-Charbonnet mm. combo is really intriguing. I actually think that Charbonnet holds the higher upside of the two because he's a receiving back. Yep. Uh, and I also think the leverage that you could have with Manny who owns Kenneth Walker, who has a plethora of wide plethora. receivers. I actually would think Charbonnet looking to trade with Manny might be a better go than going for Mingo. And it depends on whether, whether or not you think that internal leverage in the league is more important than just simply looking at your team. It's like playing poker yeah. and pay, playing the other guy's hand. Yes. As opposed to playing like what you've got. Yep. I think you're in a position where you've got like ace-king... And you're oh, hoping the Anna Kornikova, as they call it, go. looks good, okay. rarely wins. Oh, okay. Um, Semi-finalists at Wimbledon. <laughs> Put some respect on her name, please. I said rarely. Now, <laughs> just just to uh, quickly, there's a minute 15 to go. Remembering I have two picks back to back. So there's... Oh, you do too. Yeah. So there's a bit to go down while we're here. So appreciate both your opinions. Um, <laughs> so one went, one went Mingo... <laughs> And purely for hits and giggles, I'm just going to go someone different to who you two suggested just to just to roll. Okay. So here we go. I'm going with a bloke whose name I can't pronounce. Devin A Chain. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice pick. It is a very nice pick. I I can't stand Miami and their running back situation because I feel like when I don't want to own a Miami running back, I end up with one. But uh, he's the pick of that running back room. Uh, he's got. Um, yeah, his skill set matches that the way they run their offense in those zone run scheme, um, yeah. and I think that that is an extremely good pick. Well, he done. reminds me of myself: extremely <laughs> fast, pretty soft, 
super agile, finds gaps are you, and just explodes. Are you talking about you in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> finds gaps and explodes. Pretty, pretty soft. <laughs> finds gaps and explodes. Extremely fast. Jesus. <laughs> We're talking sport here, boys. What time is it? In Miami, hot and sweaty. Here we go. <laughs> Boom. Oh, right, that's back. outrageous. You're back on the I am back on the clock. Back I the am clock. back on the clock. Um, are you taking I'm... a bit of time here or are you just going to go bang, nah, bang, no, bang, no, bang, no, bang, bang? No, no, no. I may as well just go bang, bang. As... <laughs> like in the bedroom. <laughs> hey. Cannot believe I walked into that. Ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and the next pick is another bloke whose name I cannot pronounce. Charmadale, you just did it to... <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to go Charmadale? Yeah, but then when you picked... <laughs> uh, I couldn't go with someone you two Muppets picked, so yeah, I had to swap yeah, it around. Yeah, yeah. So my two guesses, you went and you just flipped yes. the order around. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take it, I'll take it still. 100%. And that's why you two have got zero rings. No. Oh! There it is. Oi, can we just talk about Papa, given he's on the clock? We sure can. Because he's my favourite person to talk about in this league. Oh, he's no longer on the wow, clock. Wow, we... Oh, that's actually... You know what? Kendra Miller. It's a really good pick. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Who did that? They are flying. No, he has not. Thick and Scoot. Scoot, no! <laughs> he's a blocking tight end. How many Scoot. points? Do we get a one point per block in this league? Oh, apparently, uh, apparently you lose points for how many seconds you stay on the clock he's according to not, the way those last two picks were. not replacing Walla. That's Have we got any more bedroom pick. jokes about how quick these folks are picking? I feel like I copped unlimited <laughs> flack and you guys are just let, yeah, let, let me fly no, over the they, They're just coming behind you straight on your back. Oh, that's well, enough. <laughs> that is enough. Papa's Benny, back. turn it off. Turn it off, Benny. Papa's oh. back on the clock here, but... Let's uh, oh. Kendra Miller. That's uh, hey boys. I'm next. That is the um, I can't even think of his name. That is the the running back for um, New Orleans. New Orleans. Or, yeah. oh, he's that dead to me right now. <laughs> Tim's running back. No, he um, traded him. Oh my god! Now I've gone blank. What the fuck? Who's the the is starting it, uh, running Kamara, back? Kamara, man. Oh, Kamara. Kamara. Jesus. Fuck. Why, I don't know. Going? I did the same thing. Jesus. He's going to jail. Don't worry about it. Going to jail. <laughs> so. Uh, six weeks or whatever, half a season, that's a lifetime in, in fantasy. But Kendra Miller, that is a, a lovely pick. And he's not destined to be on their roster really after this year, you'd think. They do have Jamal Williams as well for the mm. 20 yeah. million touchdowns he got last year. Surely he can't repeat that, but you never know. So. Yeah, no, I was going to I actually think that it's a really good pick. He, um, It's sort of probably pretty true to form with Papa trying to pick value as opposed to... Mm-hmm. He, he's the guy that plays the other guy's hand. He's not really looking at his at the moment. He's sort of trying to find as much value that he thinks that he can find that he can either flip on later front. on yep. and do other things with, you know, at a later point. And I think that's not a bad move given he's pathetic and <laughs> will never actually win the league. So This is one of the first rivalries, wasn't I, it? I, yeah, I think well, it's the it OG He's the OG. Rivalry. I, I think Cod and I would be right up there as well. Yeah. He had the 101. Yeah, but then, the yeah. But it's softer. very lovey-dovey. Yeah, it's way softer now. You did this. I do love Hod. But you, but you did this. You created, like, yeah, no, the soft edges around your relationship. Yeah, yeah. real softy. No, nah, valid. Yeah, valid. Uh, Papa on the clock, we think Mingo here could be a go. I mean, it really, the it's such a big... Uh, the a the tear break... Is huge, and I think this second round is just whoever you like, honestly. Yep. It yep. comes down to that. 
Exactly right. The next four receivers sort of on the board at the moment, Mingo, Downs, Mims, and Rice, is an absolute toin toss. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that you a would... A toin repeat that? Cost. <laughs> a coin toss. Hey. Jesus. <laughs> We've had a couple of drinks, boys. <laughs> I don't reckon there is much difference, and you're really hoping for a situational um, upside between all four. I don't think there's any... You're sitting there going, fuck, he's the one. Yeah. Okay, so based on that, we're at... Oh. Uh, the what is it? The one oh no, the two oh four. Here's the man who made the pick. Two oh four. Could you hear me from in there? No, why? Because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into this now. We have got Scoot entering what the room. Uh, Cheers, just, just your pick. Thank you, boys. Camo leaving. <laughs> Scoot entering the pod. That is. Um, <laughs> First time on for the night. First pick made. Michael Mayer sounds like a serial killer sort of name. Uh, well with me. Suits you. Talk Sits us well. through. What do you want to know? Just give well, us your thoughts. Look, your I, I'd just like to know, like, why did you pick him? I just think with with the they've got to throw somewhere. So I've seen the Adams that sort of stuff. But I need tight end anyway. So he's. I think he should have gone early. He did in the draft. I think because he's not glossy. He's not. Beautiful. That's what I, th- I think he'll end up being better than the other guys. Look, it's. I think it's a risk given his asset coming out of college has been like heavily weighted towards blocking. So I, I can probably talk from a little bit of experience in the Frymouth pick. Like I remember when I took Pat, everyone was kind of like, "Well, that's pretty bit of a mediocre pick," but I think that he had like goal line potential whereas even though Maya has the physical presence 6'4 265 do you think that given their situation with quarterback that's going to be the situation no so I think he's better than you think he is so clearly (laughs) (laughs) so with the whole thing like he was the only receiver they had on that team everyone knew they were throwing to him and Mm -hmm. he still they still got it to him like he still got like what he needed to get so he gets into a team sort of thing where he's got a little bit of rain. Adams takes a little bit of pressure off him, that sort of stuff. Look, I, I just looked at it and went, well, I've got heaps of picks in that second round. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably would have taken him over Kincaid. So mm. Interesting. I, I, like until Alan proves to me, like I, I own Dawson Knox. So yeah, until, yeah, fair. Until Alan proves to me that he wants to throw to a tight end, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I just think he's going to end up one of those guys where... He's undervalued because he's not gifted in the sense of like he athletically gifted, but he's going to actually turn out better than that. I would have taken one of the running backs if they fell. So like if, yeah. if it had been Charbonnet or A Chain fall, they would have gone first. Uh, even potentially Kendra Miller. So yeah, we were just talking about Miller, and I think that Miller is actually a really good pick in particular for like sort of one or two year stretch. And if he can prove himself as a back without Kamara on the field I think that he's a massive upside player and particularly yeah. to get traded the man that made the pick and about to make another pick do you want to oh he's whispering live on air into the ear of the guy with a microphone just a second whispering I'll turn that nothings. microphone up so we can hear he, he's trying to work out a deal it's only like three and a half <laughs> minutes nah. left nah not really well, this screams of Matty Mack last year, just feverishly Actually, trying to what, make Let's talk about Matty Mack. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's talk about it. The guy traded away a championship-winning team. <laughs> he had to trade up to get Bijan 
Because he had to to justify the fact that he traded away the championship team. Traded away for to own the monopoly of the first round of what was deemed the super draft yeah, that everyone so he, wanted, but uh, didn't get the number one pick, which correct. is kind of what so he wanted. So then he had to trade away capital to get the first pick to take Bijan. And then wanted to get the fuck out of there by the <laughs> yeah, time Jameer Gibbs was off the board. Uh, it Wor- has been a fascinating exercise. Worst in, negotiator ever for a trade. In how it... Uh, the, the thing he did well, I suppose, out of that is he got Bijan at a reduced price before the NFL draft. That's what? probably the... Well, if... if So, Papa sold Bijan, or the 101, yeah. a little bit less than what he could have post-NFL draft because out of the fear that he could have gone to a, a team like oh, yeah. the Patriots, which might have cannibalised his upside. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. if Papa had a held tight... He could have got a little bit more, squeezed a bit more out of him because he fell into a fantastic situation at Atlanta. Um, anyway, that aside, we, we don't need to talk about Matty Mack and, and how this is all... interesting. Who took Levis? Uh, oh, my Manny. God. Why? Manny took Levis. Because he loves we all the quarterbacks. The 107. We all know that I won't come back in later in the night, so <laughs> let's, get, let's get this all out <laughs> all right, now. Let's get all your thoughts out. what are your he thoughts on him? He didn't hesitate. He just went he? bang. 107, didn't even hesitate. So give us your thoughts why you don't agree with, with Manny there. Hello, Steven Man. Uh, didn't you already give away a first rounder for Mills? Mm-hmm. So he's just giving away a first rounder for a backup again. That'll be gone in two or three years. He's he's proven that, and he, he took Malik Willis with a first rounder last year. Oh, wow. That um, makes it worse. So, and do not add Gino into this conversation. It's a load of shit. So I think, if anything, he's consistent. He's proven that he's happy to just keep throwing <laughs> throwing at the wall until something hopefully just keep sticks. fucking up. Um, you could argue that none of those have stuck and that Gino is the biggest outlier yeah. in, in uh, a long time for QBs. But, you know what? Good on him for, for not being scared away once again because that was an interesting spot where Levis was going to fall I actually thought Levis would have fallen in that sort of 10 to 12 range yeah. just based on how he fell in the NFL draft but uh, who are we at is it Papa? Papa yeah. on the clock at the 1 no the 204 I don't know why I keep saying 1 so he just came and asked me would I be interested in trading up the 204 when I, I'm picking in the 2-6 so I'm not too sure what he thinks I want He's in got 47. In... Actually, this, this is going to be fascinating. He's got 40. I think he's picked. Oh, he's picked. Has Sam he? Laporta. Oh, that's interesting. my God. So you might have thrown a uh, spanner in his plans. With, might start a tight end run. With the, pay, with the Mayo pick. Um, Sam Laporta, Detroit tight end. It's sort of the Hawkinson-esque replacement on that offense. They clearly had a, a need after they got rid of him. Jake's on the clock now, so he's going to go silent for. What uh, do you got, Jake? A little bit here. You're going to let's, talk us let's through. talk our way through it because it's you, then me. So we know, uh, <laughs> as I was telling the listeners, that the Fuck. that Addison <laughs> Addison was your darling. You you had your eyes set on him. You were Is that hoping, who you were just absolutely yeah had to have. He was yeah. going after him. Is there any when reason the why? DFF was on the clock? He traded up to get him. Um, loved him. Yeah, reason why I just watched a lot of him. In college, and just think he's he's effectively for me the Devonte Smith that I once had, and once Devonte got the AJ Brown in the mix with a decent quarterback, turned into exactly what I thought. Really good route runner, gets open and has one-on-one coverage quite often with the one-on like with the uh, defense sliding towards a star. And when you've got Jefferson out there, 
I think that he has an opportunity to be just a plug and play, seven catches, 65 yards, and the hope for a touchdown sort of week in, week out. Well, it's not like Thielen was a slouch. So Thielen's he's basically th- Thielen but better. I also think that I'm jarred because Thielen has fucked me in so <laughs> many leagues. Every time I play that cunt, he drops a fucking like 35. So there's opportunity as a second... Apologies about the C word. Yeah, no, nah, don't worry about that. He's dropped um, it already on yeah. the spot. <laughs> um, Can't I, believe it wasn't me first. I think that the uh, the wide receiver too in that offense, given how much they like to throw the ball, and we're not really sure what Delvin Cook is going to look like this year. I um, Or if he'll be there. At all. Exactly yeah. right. Um, and Madison, while being a really good running back, is not the receiving back. I don't think that Hey, Cook hey, is. hey. I will not stand no, he, for your Madison he, bashing. Re- no, Madison for all you people out there. Madison is available. And at the moment... Did you I'm, like him because he sounds like Madison? Which one? Addison. Addison. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. They sound really There's similar. There's a simplicity so to cousins it. Cousins might get... There is a simplicity <laughs> to it. <laughs> Montessori. <laughs> Corey. Oh, Dory. Shit. Uh, all right. Well, you're panicking uh, now. You've got seven and a half. So, talk us through. You've got like a few players. You're, it's your pick and then it's me. So You do like Mingo. You've been on the pod saying that Hendon Hooker does Ooh. he pique any interest there? Just we are on Vale Street. Hookers are <laughs> notorious. They frequently Camo seems area, to Camo seems to think he's never been here before. Doesn't know where the hookers are. Well, I disagree. I'll talk you through live on the pod exactly where my head's at. Go. Mingo is for me the most talented on the board. I love Rice's situation, and I think he's going to be in a really good spot. And given I had the Juju play last year and it didn't quite work out, I think that Rice, given his, again, athletic profile, probably suits the Chiefs more. And you're always trying to take guys in an offense which is going to dominate. Mm -hmm. The thing that's really throwing me at the moment is Roshan Johnson sitting down there. (laughs) as Such a homer pick. Such a homer (laughs) pick. Except that I think losing... um, Old boy, who's gone to the Lions, gone blank on his name. Ah, uh, Monty. Thank you, David Thank Montgomery. Love it. I think it's a little bit more of an open backfield, and Johnson is a much better receiving back uh, than what we've got. Like old mate, that's on your roster is a really good running back, Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert mm-hmm. is like this little energizer bunny, bouncing ball, fucking bounces off cunts, but he's not really the overall package. And with Fields playing the way, doesn't know who to pick. No, 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 this is literally, <laughs> this is why it's a problem. Because if... We've lost all our listeners. No, no, no. I apologise for that boring The episode. whole, every single listener is worried exactly about every what single. I'm doing. <laughs> there is right. one of them or you persons out there. <laughs> Tajay Spears. You didn't mention him. I didn't. But I'll tell you. But you went, bang. Oh, actually, sorry. You went... I'll take Tajay. Rashi Rice and then Scoot doesn't even hesitate and goes Tajay Spears. I like the Spears pick there. It's uh, he's he's getting a fair bit of traction at the moment, um, just in terms of that situation and where the, all the talk about them trying to get rid of Henry and shop him around. And even if it's not his year this year, you can't imagine it. I'm not going to lie, Ben. I've lost a lot of money on Henry not falling apart. Yep. At some stage, that guy has to fall He back. has to. He's, some a, stage, he's a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> I know, but at he's some stage, it has to come to an end. Now, 
you just got to keep backing against it. Like, you just got to keep throwing to yeah. yeah. like them. You just got to eventually... It's like playing blackjack and yeah. doubling up on yeah, every correct. single time. And, and so like, eventually you'll eventually get it. Eventually I'm going to go back to even. It's like, <laughs> so. it's like Manny taking QBs in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> with first round picks. One day. One day. One day they'll work out. You'll but, see. But yeah, like, that's the whole mindset. Is eventually that Henry has to struggle a little bit sort of thing. Tajay, so I'm not that afraid of the knee things. If they were that afraid, they wouldn't have drafted they wouldn't him. Have, they yeah. sort of thing, so. Guys, I hate my picks so much. Really? Already regretting it? Yeah, I do this all the time. All right. Well, uh, Keeney did, did throw out a stat. I don't know if you were here that you have hit out of five of your six first and second round draft picks in all of our rookie drafts. Who did so, I miss? I don't know which one it was that you missed, but uh, five out of six is, is doing all right. So Can Keeney be trusted though? Uh, yeah, look, he's not good with numbers. <laughs> let's, be honest, let's be honest. He is on the clock as we speak. And let's though. talk about his moral standings while we're here. Um, Doesn't have shit like. Do we want any other thoughts or, or should we pause for now? Let's pause. Let's pause. Welcome back to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We've had a little bit of a spell between our last little drivel of uh, what we've been talking about. The, the draft is complete now. So just for anyone playing at home, I'll see... How do I even get a recap of the draft? Benny, it's only Manny playing at home. Oh, sorry, Manny. Yep, you'll uh, you would have been all over this, but the draft is is finished. Maybe we'll we'll get into that. But I am joined by Papa and Jim here, who basically the second that the draft finished, said we got to get on the pod. So, boys, why have you dragged me all the way back into the war room here? Now that we've finished the four rounds of the rookie draft, what is going on? I'll I'll just click. Except, and uh, you can give me your reaction. And I have a feeling. Okay, oh. Dunsky. Pleasure okay. doing business, Jim. Pleasure doing business. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so this is two years in a row, and we are going to hear the room in the background here erupt because last year, the second that the draft finished and your new picks became available, you just gave them all up for field uh, for Cooper Cup Cooper and. Cup. Yep. Okay, just to, to recap anyone listening, it's Daniel Jones to Jim. Papa gets his 2026 first, his 2026 second, and his 2026 third. Is this going to become just like a, a ritual of the draft, boys? What the fuck is going on? I'm really targeting Hurts for his 2027 first. <laughs> 27 seconds, second and third. It's never going to be on How the table. How long ago? Because you had, <laughs> you had the handshake agreement on the 25 picks done and dusted months before the draft. Has the same thing gone down again? Oh, not months. Not months. But oh. uh, it has changed a few times. We've had it change Oh, probably three, three yeah, times. Yeah, I think yeah. we've done two trades since then. Yep. Because I sort of gave Jim game well for 3 and 10. 3 yep. 10. Yep. And that's the, I don't think that I wouldn't have done that straight out. Yep. And that was sort of let's do that. And that's when we had the deal for that was like our little handshake agreement exactly. to say we're committing to this. Well, I don't think the rest of the the, the household has gotten on to the fact of this Too monumental trade because they're just talking shit in the background there. But <laughs> so this just, is this just, is huge. Just so you know, Jim. Yep. Thais came hard when I did the trade with him. <laughs> of course, he came hard James. for you. <laughs> One too many blueies. Like, yeah, uh, probably the, four blueies either at that time. After ten, yeah, he, after yeah. ten. <laughs> well, he doesn't get it up before ten, so. Um, so he came hard after him, and I had a pretty good offer from Camo. Yep, that had Daniel Jones, and I, I rejected him. 
Okay. Fuck no, I'm on the For top of this division. Because you had already had a discussion with Jim? Yeah, because I'd already had the handshake agreement with Jim and we, yeah, it was done. He's a man of his word. Man of my word and I'll always be a man of my word. Yep. He is a man of his word. I can confirm that, um, that before I was just chatting about Daniel Jones, obviously being a Giants fan and said that, and I saw Papa's eyes light up and go, what are we talking about here? And then he refused to to take the discussion any further, and that's when I thought something might be on the cards here. I'm just going to recap because you bought Daniel Jones probably at his lowest. I, I bought Daniel, it's safe to say. Yeah, I bought Daniel Jones for basically a first. I think it worked out at the end. Yeah, Daniel Jones. You got Daniel Jones at Keeney's first, Tim's second, uh, and you gave up. Two firsts, a third, and a second. So, yeah, you gave up an extra first. Yeah, basically. Essentially. And a third, whatever. But in saying that, I got Daniel Jones at the risk, and now he's just signed a four-year, $160 million deal. Yep. Correct. You needed a QB. You bought him with the risk packed in. Keeney was shit scared and I think wanted to get out of that. Uh, and now you have sold him for a first, second, and third. So, interesting in that you bought him for a first and you've kind of got a first... You've just got a second and third back. Yeah, but yeah. I was able to pick up through other trades. I I've just picked up Young and Stroud through today. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So you were in a surplus. You thought. So that tells me that if a while back you had this teed up and this handshake agreement, you were always taking two QBs today. Not always. Um, I was happy to go into the league with two. QBs. Okay. Um, because obviously it helps me with my points. But taking three QBs as well, because only two QBs can count on my total points every every week. This is true. This is how total points yeah, exactly. work. So it, it actually doesn't matter. So the, the players, the third player yep. is nothing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Um, all right, Jim, give us your thoughts. So obviously you are... You don't like having draft picks. It's, it's fair to say you are... Come on in, Katie. We've just had our first person react... That something's actually oh, gone down. Go. <laughs> Boys, have you even have you had a have look at checked, the app have you recently? Oh no. <laughs> uh, no wonder there was no reaction from the fucking room. Oh wow, there it is. <laughs> you done it again. Smirk. I've done it again. Cheers. Oh, done it again. <laughs> they cheers, Mike. Oh, I've done again. it again. I fucking give up 101 for Daniel Jones. Oh. <laughs> 101. Oh, I get it. Of course you get it. He's back in the he's back in the, back in the game. Correct. And and that leads to your question, Betty. Yep. I uh, I felt like I I had a, a good cornerstone with Hertz. Um, I added some younger talent in running backs and some wide receivers, and uh, I just needed to round that off with a with a quarterback that I thought proved himself over this year. Fuck off, Steph. <laughs> Steph's just joined us. Steph, you haven't clearly kept an eye on Sleeper because a trade's gone down since the draft. Talk to me about the trade. Why don't you Jim receives... Sorry, Papa receives Jim's 2026 first, his 2026 second, and his 2026 third for Daniel Jones. Before, before Steph responds, that's a top 10 QB last year, Daniel Jones. Correct. I believe he was, yes. Correct. Oh, here we go, he's rubbing his head intently. Give me the mic, you fuck. He's, I'm he's rubbing thinking. my eyebrow. Yeah. Shocking, James. From the guy that doesn't trade. 
Watch. Look. <laughs> we're speechless. seeing. We're... I've never seen you speechless. <laughs> What's your goal here? What's your goal, Steph? To win a championship. What's your goal, Steph? He was Papa. a Q- QB9, by the way. Thank you. You're ridiculous. So QB... You just... Just give me the mic, Jim. So I got QB3 and QB9 of last, last year. You're back, Jim. I'm back. You're talking shit, Papa. What? Why didn't you keep him if he was QB9, Papa? You're preying on the weak here. When did, oi. No, he didn't trade with you. Oi. <laughs> you are preying on the weak. Oh, oh. I'll have a better record than him next year. What? Oh, here we I'll go! Have a better record than him next year. I'm still waiting for my bottle of red from your shit record. Not me. You're waiting on Thais' bottle oh, of red. Oh, okay. Your partner in crime who's shit at paying out bets. <laughs> yes, I'm all. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> what do you mean, what the fuck is that? No, you can't. It is not Tannehill. You're preying on the weak. What happens are you make the bottle like him? You're kidding me. This this is possibly the worst. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've just been told I've been praying on the weeks. He made the final last year, and I've just given him a top ten quarterback. And the reason why you asked the question, Ben, why I would give up a top ten quarterback? I just picked up two in the draft, and I want to bring my points down. Simple as that. Oi, Steph, where'd you finish? I'll finish. Higher than Papa next year. Oh, I love a buddy bet because I'm taking Caleb Williams in the one next year. Can we put a bottle on that? He doesn't want to no. bet on that because that's what Papa wants. I want that. No, can he put a bottle on him? He will. Oh, well, yeah. fuck. This is great. I'm getting my ring finger sized. Mate, I you... don't want to know what you and Thayer do in your own time. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that, Stefan. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Where he sticks his finger in whose ring is that's his own. He does that on his own time. Um, all right. Well, fascinating trade, boys, and this is becoming fast becoming a bit of a uh, tradition. Yeah, but can I just say, like, Jim's copped a lot of whack about getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. He's got rid of Aaron Rodgers and he's picked up a quarterback at the same time. Younger, he, oh, yeah, younger. younger. What'd you give up for Rodgers? Three ten, I think it was. Yeah, what'd you for get for yeah. Rodgers? I should say. Yeah. But, but you always, I think you always had in mind that you were going to need a quarterback. And we, were, we hadn't had a trade worked out then, but you are yep. always discussing it. And yep. that's sort of when I really came to you and said, hey, take Daniel Jones, take a top 10 quarterback, which are hard to get in Dynasty, 26-year-old. Correct. I'm looking for picks. You're looking for players. It works both ways. So I'm looking to get a bit younger. Yep. I think that my team last year was, was a bit top age. Yet I still made finals, and I think I can do that again You didn't just year. make, you made the final final sorry you did make the final this so is true. i think getting a little bit younger i've still got points on the board to give and i think the second quarterback can uh can help me achieve that okay so i'm 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 going to be the voice of people listening right now jim and say that yep. you traded away aaron Rodgers, and then you did a trade to get daniel jones yep you wanted to get younger at qb what what did get out of here, Steph? No one wants to listen to you mimic in the background. Steph's really happy what, with those comments. What were you hoping with the Aaron Rodgers trade? Because if you're trying to win, how is getting rid of Aaron Rodgers for a three ten? I think it was. Yep. How is that in your best interest, other than just having Aaron Rodgers, who all signs are pointing to him going somewhere else in free agency? Uh, did you see his stats last year? Did you see his points that he put up? But could you not argue that him going to the Jets right now before he's even thrown a pass in a game, he's more valuable now than when you got rid of him? 
Uh, no, I can. I, I could probably argue against that, considering he hasn't. Uh, well, at this stage, anyway, he doesn't know the offense. It's a different, different coach. He's been in the system for, let's just say, three years with uh, with, uh, with Lafleur. Is it? Yep. I can't remember now. Um, I thought it was best to trade him at this point and get a little bit of value out of him before there was no value at all. So you were more scared that his value could drop significantly depending on where he went? Correct. Okay. Do you, with hindsight now, do you think that holding on to Rodgers would have been a better move and Um, then getting rid of him after he went to the Jets? No, I'm pretty comfortable with my decision. Okay. Yep. All right, I like it. Well, these are the questions I think that people have. Oh, I'll that. I, I'm not comfortable with that. You made a mistake, but you know what? It is what it is. It wasn't a huge mistake, in my opinion. Yep. And I, I wouldn't have done that. Speaking of opinions. Your opinion doesn't count, Pepper. <laughs> Matty Come Mac. From, from, come the guy who never played a playoff game. <laughs> Matty Mac has joined us for an opinion. The, the ex-champ is here. When, when, um, do, when do the flowers blossom? Flowers blossom in spring, Hey, blossom. Love it. Hey, Question, only because I heard it outside. Yep. When you dealt Rogers to Manny, yep. 310, did you or did you not get approached by Jake three weeks before and he offered you a second and you said no? In all honesty, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was a big weekend. <laughs> because when it's I a big, heard that... It's a big night. When I heard that, oh, I started calling you motherfucker Jones in terms of your negotiating skills. Oh, look... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think fantasy is the is the type of beast that you can make mistakes and you can you can make some wins as well. Like I have made plenty of mistakes, but Mate, I, you, I you, played in the fucking final last year, so get fucked. You arguably have one of the best fantasy players through trade in Jalen Hurts. So Correct. you win them, you lose them. Correct. You There's just want to win more than you say. lose. You really fucked it that night. <laughs> can I just say... Where did you play yeah, last Of year? course he can. You got Jim, a microphone. Jim takes the high risk and he's paid off in some high risk. And he's, yeah. Sometimes it's missed. Correct. Well. High risk, high reward. Exactly right. So That's the type of player I like to train. Correct. Take his dick out of your mouth. It's not there yet. My dick in his mouth. Stop burping, smells like cum. No, no coincidence. Too far. Not yet. <laughs> all right. I think, uh, is there any final words? Are we... No, right. I'm happy with the trade. I'm sure Papa's happy I'm with happy the trade. I'm happy with the trade. It's in my direction. Yeah. It's in your direction. Yeah. Look, that's where I'm going. That's where he's going. And I think, yeah, good luck to you. Good luck to you too. Let's go. Good luck to you too, Ben. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers. Welcome back to the Empire Dynasty League Football Draft. Uh, podcast. Uh, we are back here. We've just hit the. What was that? That's that's <laughs> how you do it in the biz, mate. Um, <clears throat> just hit midnight. We're back. Draft complete. Trades complete. We've. Uh, I don't know how the timeline of this dra- of this podcast is going to line up. I don't even know if it's going to be entertaining, let alone coherent. But we had the uh, Daniel Jones trade, which got discussed. Uh, I believe, Thais, you came in and gave your two cents. Keeney, what are your two cents on the Daniel Jones trade before we just recap the draft? Uh, initial thoughts were it felt a fraction high. Um, probably had a five or ten minutes to digest it. 
considering the picks are a while away, um, you think probably Daniel Jones is worth at least a first. So you could get your head around it. It's probably, I think, what a few people have touched on. It's probably just the whole package of events with what Jim's done previously and then going back and needing a QB again after selling Rodgers and Goff. So hindsight, you probably just don't need to sell those two at all if you're then going to go and spend up for a QB. So You could argue the sum total of Goff and Rodgers... It's not a huge difference from Daniel Jones. You're mm. bu- he's buying extremely high. Is Daniel Jones going to get another QB9 season? Time will tell. I think the thing is, if if he thinks he can win in the next two to three years, then you can justify making the trade at that price. But if he was thinking that, you know what, I'm actually not a chance of winning, having a look at the league landscape, are you better off spending it on someone that's, not going to ascend in value, I wouldn't have thought, versus just keeping all that assets and, and moving it for something else and, and working out a different way. That was probably what struck me the most. Is like, why was the urgency to move for the 20... Like, on what I think the league would be thinking is the 2026 top four pick, like well, now. Well, that's it. And it's at on paper, it's, you know, first, second, third, but it's it's more about... And we're speculating, but it's more about what is that first, second, third. Is it top end or is it middle or is it back end? If it's back end, it's palatable. But what will it be? Time will tell. Still, what is it, three years? Yeah. Three years away. And by then, he would have traded his 2027 first and 2028 (laughs) first, so he might have a good team. It might be a late pick. (laughs) Correct. Some would argue it's a bit of a New Orleans Saints <laughs> style, <laughs> and it's worked. But I, I think up until last year, it was working for the Saints, and then it's all kind of collapsed in on itself. So maybe there's just a tipping point where Jim will collapse in on himself. Yeah, I think there's there's typically a tipping point with those kind of things. But yeah, he wouldn't what be. Happened, the, it happened to the Rams as well. Didn't well, he wouldn't be the, the first shape. team to just keep accessing the picks that get reloaded every year. Because they don't run out, so it's almost like you're borrowing from the future. You can never lose. And you can never... They replenish every year, you can never lose. So I get the strategy. It's just... Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah we'll, see. we'll see how it plays out. It's a division that's winnable, so who knows. All right, it's hard to recap and remember just how much we covered, but I feel like we covered the first round and the first half of the second round extensively. Um Extetson Bennettly. Oh, um, what a pick! <laughs> Should we start there? Let's let's start there. The three hundred one Stetson Bennett to the uh, sensible haircuts. Is it a sensible pick in your eyes, boys? Well, you go first, Lars. Uh, I think we know Manny. Um, probably not super close to you know player rankings and. And things of the like. But I, I like how he approaches the game in terms of positional value, blah, blah, blah. So I think you'd look at it and say, you know, taking a QB, who's the backup QB at 3.01, I don't want to settle for a running back or a receiver who's got a pretty low percentage chance of really adding any value. But I think if he were to have looked at ADP, he might have gone, you know what, I might move back once, I might move back twice and take him and take some picks in future years or something. So that's probably my only... Criticism. I don't hate the pick, um, but I think he might have been able to get him at 308 or 309 or early fourth or something if he was a little closer to how ADP rankings and, and things like that looked. Well, the interesting one was he, he chose him over Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. and, and 
Hendon Hooker went pick 68 in the NFL draft and Stetson Bennett went pick 128 in the NFL draft. So, you know, Hendon Hooker was a third... Hendon Hooker was a third round pick and, um, and Bennett was a late fourth round pick. So, clearly, like, Detroit saw something in Hendon Hooker and obviously he was injured last year, wasn't he? I think ACL recovery. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think the the play here for Manny is behind Stafford and the the doubt in Stafford and what his future looks like. But I mean, I think that the Lions could get out of golf next year too. So like, you could argue yeah. that Hooker's just as valuable. Potentially, I think the knock on Stafford is what his injuries and he's potentially flirting with retirement and uncertainty around McVay. But like, if all things pan out well, like he'll be there for years. Whereas Goff, like he's he could be completely healthy and not be the QB next year. Mm. So, yeah, again, that's another interesting thing where, you know, do you take into account, well, the NFL viewed him around and a half earlier. So I actually prefer Hooker. Or if you like, Bennett Moore for that reason. Again, like if Hooker's still on the board, you move back and just assume that everyone else is thinking the other way. Yep, absolutely. And uh, look, I think that'll be something that we'll never know until two years from now probably if it was the right call to make or not um i'm just looking here at the rest of the draft and and trying to pick talking points i don't know if there's really anything to talk about (laughs) it is the most just anything third and fourth round well i think i think one of the main talking points potentially is hod hod had nine picks tonight his team has a team he, yeah, he's drafted a lot of players, a uh, variety of positions, you know, first, a couple of first round, a couple of second, you know, some thirds and fourths, but um, he's really sort of refreshed his roster. Um, I suppose the tight ends had a little bit of a run there in the second round, um, obviously a pretty good tight end class, so Michael Mayer goes to Scoot at the 203, and then Sam Laporta goes to Papa at the 204. I know Papa really liked him. Uh, he was asking me. I had the two oh seven, so he was trying to get into the two oh seven, thinking he could get Laporta there, just a little uh, little nugget, um, and then trade out of two oh four completely. So, um, but he clearly had him on the radar as well. Um, a nice pass catching option in Detroit. Um, but apart from that, yeah, look, it's hard to say if anything was. It's hard to say if anything was as controversial as that comment, because because of. Um, just the the draft and the way it shaped out in terms of the unknowns of you know there there wasn't really a standout sort of order after pick six or seven. No. So what do you know? Like there might have been some reaches, but how can you really say it's a reach if yeah, like, I pretty think random? That's what I mean. It's just such a flat, even. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next couple and of years? I'd, and I'd say for someone that did target this draft a couple of years out and it didn't necessarily pan out the way I thought it would. But comparing tonight to this time last year, I felt like this draft was much more expected in terms of guys going in front half of the second, back half of the second, front half of the third, back half of the third. Mm. Whereas last year, I reckon we got out the late second and I think last year was a much looser night but oh, some yeah. of the picks that started like it was open slather it was people well, had think, no idea what they were doing I think the they were trading was... thirds and fourths and future pick like it was Stop saying out people. of control that was you <laughs> <laughs> seen the bed bed 
the difference was that we went into last year only expecting to do the first round and walked away yeah. doing the entire draft. Well, I think we walked I... into this year expecting to do the draft. Yeah, and I kept a list because I knew I was picking mid-third and I might move back and whatever else. And it was pretty pretty accurate, like pretty on par. Like there was no one... I think the, my personal opinion was that maybe Chase Brown was the first pick. I go, oh, two twelve. Like, yeah, maybe mm. he was maybe a mid third. Like, is that a big reach? Not really. It's an upside play. And then Stetson Bennett, the next very next pick. So I was like, okay, here we go. But then it felt like it really set back into, um, like there was no real surprises. And then until the fourth round, when Jim was just he, he openly admitted he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just, just in like, general. I'm not. I'm fourth? not suggesting that like he didn't make any good or bad picks in the fourth, but like that's what he said. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like there was only sort of one one guy that was undrafted, Sean Tucker, but that was for medical reasons. So he went 401 to Hod. Yeah, and Hod by his own admission, once you get in the back half of the draft, it's like why well, stick to ADP when you just hit upside. So like Butte and. Yeah. Tucker and I think there was someone else in it, like Chase Brown, two twelve. Like that's yeah. what he's playing for. I mean, most of these guys don't pan out to anything. So yeah, no, exactly. And there's not much between a fourth round pick and the waiver wire. So um, don't, don't, don't knock, knock those fourths, mate. Four ten, my only pick of the whole draft. Was <laughs> Who's your take? Tyler Scott. Nice. Yeah. That is a white man sounding name, Ben. Isn't You're turning it? into the DFF. See what I'm saying? Never trust a bloke with two is first names. Chicago Bear as well, which is real mm. DFF-like. Mm. Look, this uh, for anyone tuning in hoping to get the same pizzazz as last year, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Cause <laughs> hey, what hit, ifs? We've hit quarter past 12. This is sort of our little sign-off, and there is... I mean, I'll listen back to this. There's probably more slurring than what I realised, but far yeah. less than last year. I was going to say, do you want to lift home, mate? Because I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. Whatever. You are not driving home. Um, <laughs> what, what, let's just go with who do we think the overall winner and loser was for tonight? Uh, Keeney. Winner. Uh, winner. Um, oh, tough between Thais. Got the best player in the draft. Yep. And Papa for getting two QBs, getting a few more assets. He's got nine first-round picks, boys, over the next three years. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Can quickly shape uh, or reshape the fortunes of one's team and, and be all in if he wants to be, really, in a year's time or this year, really. He can see what he wants to do. Um, you know, got a tight end in Laporta. I didn't mind him. Um, I think he had a good night. Yep. Yeah, and yes. I... I'd say because I think the draft went pretty descript, um, anyone that held early picks to take the elite players um, obviously did. So whether you say myself, Papa and Brody, but then you look at, I think I look at Brody and Scoot that just had a lot of picks and yeah. they took a lot of names um, that I'm familiar with and that I like and, you know, they, there might be later picks, but like I'm just looking at Scoot now as an example. I'm just going to reel off some names here. So J Spears, Roshan Johnson, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, Zach Evans, all of them have upside. And while they're not top six players, if you don't have elite picks, but just by having plenty of picks, um, all you need is three or four to hit. And then all of a sudden you've got something. And so, yeah, that's probably how I'd sum it up. And I think Scoot's been pretty open about him wanting to do that sort of thing. Like he's open to trading the 111 for three seconds. 
Like he, he mm. doesn't mind having three goes in the second round versus that one pick in the late first Four. or yep. three goes in the third round instead of one pick in the late second. Like so he doesn't mind doing that, yeah. which he's done game. He's done a few years in a row. Yep. Well, it swings at the plate, isn't it? Like yeah. we know that taking, I think quarterback and wide receiver seem to be the two that if you take in the first round, you're not guaranteed success or the whole value. Whereas running backs is kind of like, they just get the volume and tight ends. We don't expect much of them. Yeah. Just by taking a shitload of them. Um, yeah, it's as good as having three or four early picks. I think my my winner is Hod. Just to the reason that you said of him and Scoot is volume, but also the high-end picks. I really like Richardson and Gibbs and what they offer. And then you throw in players like Brown and Mingo. And even his dart throws in like shoe and maker tight end <laughs> for Dallas, which... Uh, Took it the three eleven. I was hoping yeah. might have been around somewhere in the fourth round, but I, I just like he's got a good balance of of steady players and then high upside players as well. Yeah, he's obviously been um, following in Chris Ballard from the Colts, who uh, just took a bunch of athletes and stuff, kind of on day two and day three. Because twelve months ago, having a look at the guys that he drafted, um, Kayshawn Butte and Sean Tucker were both first round picks in, in dynasty rookie just and he's got them at three eight and four one so he'd probably just be hoping similar to say like a justin ross or something last year that just mm. one of them hits or hits them yeah. upside and you either rides it out or sells them and yeah so that's exactly how you approach it at that point is there a uh, is there a, a loser after tonight in your opinion is loser too harsh a word but someone who maybe before the night was feeling much more optimistic than after the night Tough, Any, anyone? Tough one. Yeah, I'm just trying to work it out. I if, think. Go. Uh, listen, I think most people would be probably having a look at Manny's draft. I know a lot of people weren't happy. Won't say weren't happy, but we're we're surprised. It's easy to not like someone like a Will Levis. Like I think everyone's got a bit of a oh, how could you take him there so early? So I think that to double down into like a Stetson Bennett. So early in the third, he's um, taken. He's taken three players. Two of them are yeah, very but, risky. Yeah, but like that's but what they, his team needs. We know how he out. plays, and and yeah. he builds around wide receivers and elite tight ends. He's taken Zay Flowers, and he hasn't reached for Zay Flowers by any stretch. No, so he's just hoping that one of Levis or Bennett hits, and if they do, it's fine. Um, the rest of the league didn't. <laughs> see it that way but I mean we've seen enough like if you look I don't know we've spoken about second round picks and the percentages but off the top of my head like Derek Carr Andy Dalton Colin Kaepernick like there's enough there that you know Kirk Cousins is a fourth yeah um, like um they do as often as they Jaylen don't Hurts was a third wasn't he yeah so and I get like the concept of you know valuing quarterback over other positions um, the, the bottom line is if it pans out he's laughing and if it goes the way yeah. that others expect then whatever yeah but, and I think my other one just like immediate like oh that's I don't know if, if I'm being transparent and having a look at rosters and, and drafts have you look at the DFF I don't dislike any of the players he took um, but I think someone coming in with holes and, and potentially behind a lot of other teams taking a tight end which is a developmental player at the end of the first 
then a running back at late second, and then a receiver, which is really low percentage, the back half of the fourth. How much better does that make his team you, heading forward? Are you saying that Steph's picks scream of someone who doesn't know what he's doing? <laughs> nah, he knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, the DFS uh, strikes again. It's the whole... Um, yeah, the ideology and execution. Yeah, I think he's just failed. He's got him. no ideology and no execution. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You'd have to ask him. Do you want me to I get him in here? I don't know. He's floated, <laughs> he's floated in that many times and he got annoyed that we didn't uh, but, throw to him. But can you give us somebody uh, you think it's, maybe? Uh, it's hard to, hard to disagree with any of what Thais has said. I mean, I, I re- touched on it at the start of the night, but it's, it's interesting, like... And credit to Manny, like he's clearly got a bit of a plan there in terms of just throws at the dartboard for, with QB. And I guess you only really need to hit one one out of four. Is he Gino and, for nothing, for free? Well, he's well, done I was going to say, but, yeah. would he do it if he didn't hit on Gino? Or is that giving him well, recency bias? I don't that, know, because it's there. Like, he, tried, he tried, we know he tried to move up and he yeah. and Papa just couldn't agree on, his, on you know, value what, what and, we gauge. So... Yeah. It wasn't through lack of effort, and if he did pull that off, he'd be sitting there going, well, I, didn't, I didn't take Levis, and I took Stroud or Young, and yeah. everyone would be looking at it differently. So, yeah. Mm. So, I, was, I guess off the back of, it's just probably more looking at, off the back of like Willis last year, 111, like it's a high pick to use, and now like Willis is worth nothing, basically. And he's gone yeah. back to the well with the same strategy. So, I, think- I don't know. But um, I suppose the saving grace for him, as you said, he's able to do that because he got Geno for nothing, because he got Aaron Rodgers for nothing. Mm. So he's then able to have a fly at players like that. So I think if those two players weren't on his roster, you'd be super nervous and maybe he doesn't do that. And but, he's not carrying any um, kind of age cliff players either. So like in terms of his elite players, they've still got years left. Like he's light on in terms of running back capital. Um, but his team's high scoring, so yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to have taken, say, Quentin Johnson at one hundred and seven because he's got he's got six receivers or whatever, yeah. so yeah. he can't afford to take him. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I, yeah. I think his team's in a good spot. Like I, yeah, I think he's he's a tough out in your division, Ben. Like I don't yeah. think he's. And in short, he's executed his strategy. I don't disagree with that, but I think ADP and just player evaluation would disagree with it and i think that in the short amount of rookie drafts that we've had that jake and a few others have proven that fuck adp you take the play you want when you want Mm. ramondre stevenson is the perfect example i remember when he took him in the middle of the second everyone thought that was a reach he was more of a third round player turned out to be an absolute star because he saw him liked him went for it and it's panned out so when it pans and out, no one argues it nah. two years down the track. And when it happens in the moment, everyone goes, oh, I can't believe it doesn't align with what a bunch yeah, of other nah. experts said. And uh, most importantly, DFF, what do you think, mate? Hey, DFF, while you while we've got you in here, we're just talking about teams that busted from the draft. Give us your thoughts on how you went tonight. <laughs> Did you win the draft, mate? I won the draft. Yeah. Talk Who's it, your fave? Yeah, talk us through your fave of your three. Who's the widest bloke you drafted? Can you remember your three players? Let's try that without looking at your phone. Who were the three players you drafted tonight? Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, talking to the mic. Tank Bigsby. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. And? Matthias Kiwanuka. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know your third pick, do you? Who did yeah. you take it? Do you remember your fourth pick? <laughs> fourth round? Fourth 
Zay. Xavier Hutchinson. Because it's hard to pronounce. Wide receiver for the Houston Texans, mate. So we're talking about your needs. You take a tight end with your first pick, notoriously slow to develop. You take a running back with your second pick in the second round. Kenny's yawning here. You You take Xavier Hutchinson, who you don't even know who he is. How many wins do you get this year, DFF? Are we doubling down on the Hinchkies? We're doubling down. Oh, Jesus. You can't double down on something you didn't even pay out, though. So I'm still waiting <laughs> Just for Just because I haven't given it to you tonight doesn't mean you're not getting it. Okay, good. Okay. Thanks for reminding me, by the way. <laughs> I'll make the playoffs. <laughs> All right. That's, that's you know it. What? Just guaranteed. Oh, I love you, but I might have to hedge my bets this year. I'm, I'm sensing fractures between the two of you. Because that is, that is, we're stronger than ever. Literally before you walked in, he said your team's shit. Did no, I did not say you, shit. And you I just busted said it. The did it, I didn't say it shit, did I? I just no, said, said no. he said out of the teams that fucked up tonight, you were the worst. <laughs> you listen back and you tell me what I said. Tells that soon. And you know what I think? Ben Parker's a cunt. The flowers blossom in spring flowers. <laughs> Always and forever. Well, it definitely hasn't got... Uh, Why are you so tired, Chris? I'm hitting the fucking finish button. This hasn't got anywhere near as much gusto, so apologies for anyone thinking that they'd get a repeat. See, Where's the Woolies rewards card when you need it? Oh. On your Woolies. <laughs> the fresh food people. Well, uh, yeah, sums up uh, an interesting night. Not anywhere near as many fireworks as it was last year. Kenny's just struggling to keep those eyes open. Nah, a couple of reds, he'll be oh, right. I'll be right. It's true. We didn't have any reds. Maybe that's why tonight... Lacked. Where's Manny when you need him? <laughs> we'll get him in next year. He'll be here. We'll, uh, we'll him and Will Levis. And uh, thanks if you're still listening at this point. I don't even know how fucking long this thing's going to be. It could be three hour long podcast. As long as you want it to be, mate. That's what they all say. <laughs> and uh, on that podcast of the rookie draft over and out. <laughs> See you in the bed, Ben. <laughs>